Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Tonight, CNN is hosting Donald Trump at a town hall that we have to absolutely watch and probably make fun of. Now, I don't know that we're going to be making fun of Trump. We'll probably make fun of the questions and then probably answer them or actually ask better questions. But we're going to be covering this and commenting on CNN's town hall with Donald Trump. I think it's very important to break down, fact check and call out any lies. And there is some news. The reason we're starting a few minutes early today is because they are going to be doing the town hall at 8 p.m. Unlike a Trump speech, this one will probably be on time. Well, maybe not, but more likely to be on time considering it's, it's CNN scheduling and not, not Trump's. But I do want to give a shout out to some news stories. Juror 77. Ah, uh, yes. I'm in the news once again. First, it was because apparently some guy, uh, a horrible man, ran a, a, a Russian social media account where he posted clips from one episode of our show, which constitutes a fan, I suppose. Then we get this other juror in the E. Jean Carroll story, the, tr uh, the rape trial for Trump, who apparently watched four episodes of the show as well. And they said that constitutes him being a fan. And for that, he should be disqualified from the jury. They also called me an extremist, a conspiracy theorist, and all the other nonsense. But I do think it's fascinating that they would go that far. You've watched a show a couple times? Kick him off the jury. That's how you know they're in a cult. Because I, I, I don't see conservatives or the right or disaffected liberals doing anything like that or any sane jury. How often do you hear of a, of, of a jury, any side, plaintiff, defendant, whatever, being like, this guy watched four episodes of Rachel Maddow. They should be removed from the trial. That's how insane these people are. But I want to give a shout out to that story. So definitely uh, shouting that one out. Then we got uh, some news as it pertains to Bud Light. Their sales are down even more this week. Now, according to Nielsen, 21% down last week, 23% down this week, and we're still lagging by, by about two weeks of data. So I can only imagine the next weeks are going to get worse because it's becoming more than just a boycott. It has become toxic. Just people who don't even know what's going on don't want to be associated. And according to Fox News, Dylan Mulvaney says they have trouble sleeping at night over this. So we'll talk about all that. Before we get started, my friends, head over to castbrew.com. This show is sponsored by Cast Brew Coffee, our new coffee brand and coffee shop currently being constructed. If you want to support our work, pick up your coffee at castbrew.com. Get your Rise with Roberto Jr. breakfast blend or your Appalachian Nights Robust Dark Blend. We also have French Roast and Colombian available. And you can subscribe so that the coffee is automatically delivered to you every two weeks or one, uh, once a month. So again, Cast Brew Coffee is our company. We're sponsoring ourselves. Thank you all for your support. Head over to TimCast.com. Become a member by clicking join us. We're going to have a members only uncensored show coming up for all of you. It's going to be a whole lot of fun tonight after we wrap up this town hall because we do have a lot of news that we're probably not going to be able to get into. So smash the like button, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and so much more and to comment humorously on the town hall is Carpe Donctum. Hello. Who are you? What do you do? Well, I, um, I'm a meme maker. Um, I make the funnies on, on the internet. Uh, I was uh, banned from Twitter for a couple of years, so that was really fun. I got sued over a meme. That was really fun. Wow. Um, I met the president once. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You make a bunch of funny memes, and I, they don't like you for it. They really, really don't. Yeah. Um, CNN really doesn't like me. Um, let's see. Let's see. Daily Beast. 
I, I think it's pretty much all of them. I think that's we'll, we'll just right on. That. But did well, you get anyone disqualified from a jury? Um, I didn't either, so I don't. Know. Okay, no, I did. I did get a guy thrown out of his school board. His school board. Uh, because he shared one of my memes. Oh, okay. So that was, All right. that was fun. There you go. That was a couple years ago. All right, there we go. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, this, this should be fun. Yeah. Well, uh, we got a few, we got about a minute going. We got Ben Stewart hanging out. No Seamus. How's it going, everybody? Uh, BenJosephStewart.com, a documentary filmmaker, and um, pretty soon have the film with uh, Harrison Schultz called Game of Money that's going to be c- coming up on uh, TimCast, so that's going to be fun. Right on. And I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. And I am Surge.com. I'm ready for uh, this town hall when you are. Yeah, we're just we're just waiting. We have about a minute until the town hall starts. We've got uh, CNN playing it. Matters against him. What is? How this? does he deal with this latest uh, legal uh, I, I disaster? I really, I really don't want to hear what these people have to say right now. <laughs> so, uh, oh, someone's walking on stage. Uh, so I certainly What's don't think on? he'll change his tune on are that. They, but I can't gonna, imagine can we, that. I'm, he I'm, won't. I'm sorry. I'm just going to mute that until they actually start getting ready, because uh, I don't need to hear from those people. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to hear what CNN has to say. But uh, the other big story, as I suppose we're waiting uh, for the town hall to start, was that Donald Trump was found liable in that rape tri- in that rape trial, I guess. And the crazy thing is, we talked about this last night. One of the jurors apparently was a fan of the show, and he still they they were unanimous. They unanimously found that Trump was liable for sexual abuse of this woman. With what evidence? Zero. Zero, zero evidence. Okay. She came out and said, like, this one time this thing happened, and they're like, wow, Trump better pay her $5 million. Yeah, 30-year-old bruises, you know. 30-year-old bruises? Do you, Did you have know pictures how or something? That... No, she didn't. That's, that's the joke I'm making. Like oh. She still had him for 30 years. You know, there's, no, there's no evidence. There's nothing there. Do you know how they can even do that? How they can find somebody liable for a crime that they can't even prove happened? There's no crime. The, the last year, New York passed a law saying that uh, people who are assaulted can sue their, the people who assaulted them forever or something like that and apparently they went on cnn and said like we helped get this law passed so they helped make a law that says they can sue a guy this is why i'm saying trump's going to be convicted of uh, of the, the 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 tax fraud or whatever they're calling it improper business filings they're going to convict him it's going to be unanimous do you know when they got that law passed a year ago interesting i wonder if they had this brewing for that law. oh yeah yeah of course probably passed the law to bring this case that's what i'm saying i mean yeah. i think they said that didn't they that they helped get the law passed that allowed them to bring this case. And then you get a jury in New York unanimously says Trump is liable. That's why I'm like, people are saying, you got to get this guy in the show. And I'm like, this anti-Trump guy who thinks Trump's responsible <laughs> for something from 30 years ago? Really? Yo, he said he watched the sh- four episodes of the show. He didn't say that he was a big fan of it. I mean, I'd love to talk to him. Is it, what, what is CNN doing? Are they getting ready for this? Here we go. There's no way to like lower the volume on this. It's so stupid. Just mute it. I can just run it down to it like whatever. Yeah, I just need to be able to mute it periodically. Yep, so you know. We're live here at St. Anne's own college for CNN's town hall with former President Donald Town. I'm Caitlin Collins. Ugh. Tonight, President Trump is here as he embarks on a campaign with unlike any suit. other in the history of U.S. <laughs> presidential elections. He's the first former president in more than a century to seek a return to the White House. She's so and he awful. Is currently leading the Who's even doing field, the moderating? Also Do facing know? multiple her. criminal it, investigations her? I think so, and yeah. indictment. Yeah, Caitlin. Just yesterday, he was found liable for sexual abuse Don and Lemon's defamation. Don Lemon's not doing it? No, no questions no. are off okay. the table. No, he doesn't work at CNN anymore. <laughs> oh, is that, does that happen? Oh. That <laughs> I didn't know. Oh Our audience is made up of Republicans and undeclared Elon, voters. Elon Musk offered Don Lemon to do his primary. show on Twitter. No joke, They'll seriously, he did. They'll get the chance to question the former president directly. These voters that would be a very popular show. 
will help decide if former President Trump will get a second so what, what, chance what do we to take think? on is, President Joe Biden. Is Trump going to be as crazy as ever or is he going to be really toned down? Former President Donald Trump. I think he's going to probably tone himself down. He oh. may make a few remarks. Here. He's here. dying. He's looking presidential. Oh, one side standing ovation. Got that power tie on. So for those that are listening, we'll, we'll, we'll be reading your Super Chats periodically throughout the show where they're most relevant. Did, did you notice he doesn't have an X where President he has Trump, to walk? Thank you for your time oh, here yeah. tonight. Like a mark. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. crowd here in New well, Hampshire, a, a lot of voters, uh, with a lot of questions about what your 2024 term would look like, what another Trump term would look like. We'll get to the voters shortly, but your poll show that you are dominating the Republican race right now, but you are also under active federal investigation for trying to overturn the 2020 election <laughs> results. Your first term ended with a deadly riot at the Capitol, and you still have not deadly publicly riot. acknowledged yeah. Yeah. Police deadly riot. election cop results. Shot somebody. Why should real. Americans put you back in the White House? Because uh, we did fantastically. We got 12 million more votes than we had in, uh, as you know, in 2016. Uh, I actually say we did far better in that election. Got the most uh, that anybody's ever gotten as a sitting president of the United States. Uh, I think that uh, when you look at that result and when you look at what happened during that election, uh, unless you're a very stupid person, you see what happened. (laughs) A lot of those people people in this audience and maybe a couple that don't, but most people uh, understand what happened. That was a rigged election. And it's a shame that no. we had to go through. Well, it's very bad for our country all over the world. They looked it, at it. No. And uh, they saw exactly the, the, what everyone else saw. The issue saw. is, Even what does it mean? If you just look recently yeah. with the 51 If we're talking about universal agents, mail-in voting. 16-point difference. Uh, if you look at the but FBI. If you look at the FBI and uh, Twitter, uh, they call it Twitter files. You see, they that's what he's difference. talking about. If you look at Mr. President, back vote. to what you just if said there. If you're talking though, about it, big tech. It was not tech. a rigged election. It was not a stolen election. You and your supporters <laughs> lost more than 60 court cases on the election. It's been nearly two and a half years. Can you publicly acknowledge that you did lose the 2020 let election? Me, let me just go on. They found millions of votes on camera, on government cameras, where... Uh, They were stuffing ballot boxes. So with all of that, I think it's a shame that uh, what happened, I think it's a very sad thing for our country. No, I think Trump surrounded himself with bad people who who misled him on this. Our country country has gone to hell. Our borders are bad. Our military has been bad. You look at the taxes, you look at inflation, what's happened to inflation. It's just destroying our country. Uh, We've really become in many ways a third world country. And it's very sad what's happened in this administration. And it's... uh, Something that will turn around on day one. We were energy independent. Now energy is at a level that we've never had to pay before. We, nobody can afford to continue to pay what's happening with energy. But we were energy independent. Uh, we were getting out of Afghanistan with strength and with dignity. And instead, we got out. We looked like fools. Probably the most embarrassing President, moment in the history of our country. We have a lot of questions about the economy and foreign Good. policy he tonight. To articulate but but what you just said there, Republican yeah. officials debunked those claims about fraudulent ballots. We want to give you a chance Who? tonight. Who? Republican officials Who? in Georgia and every single state. Uh, there is no your own election officials, Mr. Look, President. Uh, so we wanted to give you a chance. afraid to take on the issue. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. But we have a big problem in this country. We have we, we wanted elections. To give you a chance to we have elections the that were horrible. If you look at what happened in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, if you look at what happened in Detroit, Michigan, if you look at what happened what, in what, Atlanta, what? he just shouldn't get millions of votes. I know this is fr- it's, yeah. it's frustrating because it's just three years old. People well, going to twenty-eight like different voting booths to take the bait. vote. Yep. To put in seven They're baiting him to talk about something that nobody wants to hear. Stop you there because he'd look better if he just stayed on top. Election officials testified to that and have said that. Republicans in the these issue states is did this the structural Georgia, changes Democrats made that gave them advantages with ground game, universal mail-in voting, nursing homes, ballot harvesting, ballot chasing. I you want to call it rigged? I get it. From Concord, yeah. he works in Trump is just voting. say it and He's then get off the topic because it's what old. They call independence here yeah. in New Hampshire, as you know. Yeah, he I don't think I don't think him talking about that is going to do him any favors. No, I President Trump. Welcome back to New Hampshire. I mean, we're the only ones watching this. Will you suspend polarizing talk of election fraud during your? run for president Uh, will i suspend excuse me what will you suspend polarizing talk of election fraud during your run for president yeah unless i see election fraud if i see election (laughs) fraud, they're gonna bait him so hard with this it's what's what's gonna hurt him most did did he write that question because he had to read it again Uh, i hope to write them and then moderate i hope we're gonna have very honest elections assume some people get assigned we should have voter id we should have one day elections we should have paper ballots he's right about that we should have one day voting ids paper ballots absolutely it's going to be very straight up because if it's going to be straight up we're going to win the election so you Thanks. will suspend talk to his question about the 2020 election on the Please campaign trail? Yes. I guess uh, we're going to just he win. Won. We're at a point now. We're getting so close. Let's just win it again and straighten out our country. One other question on this. <laughs> that was yeah. the same He's thing. so bad. Yeah. They, all, they always want to force him into saying yes or no. In the past, right. you once suggested terminating the, com- the Constitution. Do you stand by those comments? Mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> you were able to do certain things. I'm not talking about terminating the Constitution. I'm talking about cherishing the Constitution. The Constitution says it was supposed to have legal and well-maintained and well-looked-at elections. And oh, we didn't God. have that. I cherish our Constitution, but we have to live up to the Constitution. We weren't living up to the Constitution. I was just saying there's no evidence of that election fraud. You did I mean, once tweet. They're baiting him, that. and he's falling right and for I'm it. I'm yeah. glad you say that. But, but he can't not look, respond. That was a he can. Election. He can say that's so old. Are you seriously talking about that? You sound silly. Let's talk about important well, topics. That's right. Yeah. He, he could, uh, he could deflect, too. They know, a real question. They know this hurts him in the polls with moderates. We have honest elections in our country. We have open borders. There we go. Yeah. He needs to pivot to a question. the borders. Yeah, like the supporters I mean, I liked his uh, Afghanistan pivot before, too. We have too. open borders. Look at what's happening on our southern border. Millions and millions of people are coming here. They're being released from prisons. They're being released from uh, mental institutions. And we have millions of people pouring into our country. And now they're getting rid of Title 42, which I put on 
which kept people out that were sick and And Mr. President, we have a lot of questions about immigration yeah. to get to tonight. Obviously, that's a big topic. She's going to go back to fraud. It's expected yeah. to happen tomorrow. But I want to talk about the influence you have over your voters. It's very clear that you are very influential over them. You have a lot of impact. I've been to many of your rallies and seen it up close, which raised a lot of questions about the influence that we saw that you had on them on January 6th. Yeah, January 6th. This is the whole plan the for the town hall. Yeah. Do you have any regrets about your actions on January 6th? Well, you know, uh, January 6th was, Here again, we go. we go back to it, but January 6th had to do with the fact that hundreds of thousands of people, and you don't see the pictures very often, a lot of the people here probably were there. January 6th, it was the largest crowd I've ever spoken to. That was prior to the walk down to the Capitol building. I don't think, and I've spoken to hundreds of thousands of people. I've never spoken to a crowd as large as this. And that was because they thought the election was rigged. And they were there proud. They were there with love in their heart. That was an unbelievable, and it was a beautiful day. And what I was asked to do, I wasn't involved in it very much. I was asked to come in, would I make a speech? I made a speech. I said, walk peacefully and patriotically, you know, many different things. In fact, I brought a list of things. I don't want to bore the audience, but we can go sentence after sentence after sentence of things I said and things I put out. They, they're playing uh, trouble like a One of the big problems was that Nancy Pelosi, Crazy Nancy, as I affectionately call her, <laughs> Crazy Nancy Pelosi and the mayor of Washington were in charge, as you know, of security. I'm not and sure what he's supposed to do now, because guard. they're going to just keep hitting them. And he can keep well, pivoting. I offered them National yeah. Guard. And I say, said, we'll give say, you soldiers, we'll give you National Guard, and we'll I think give this you is whatever you want. And they turned me down. And in fact, she turned me down. She turned me down in writing. They me down. But they're knocking him off point. Trump needs to talk about the economy, immigration, immigration, immigration right now. Chris Miller wrote a book and he's a fantastic guy and he was ready to go. I bet the producer in her ear is saying, no, 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 back, back, back. January 6th election, January 6th election. Knock him down in the polls. It'll hurt Trump bad. We don't like the look. Nancy Pelosi said, oh, we don't like the look. They haven't said the I word yet. I offered them 10,000 But he really should have like very succinct talking points on these so he can then pivot. But they're baiting him. If they would have taken 500 soldiers, you wouldn't have had the problem. To see that, They turned it down. And if you look at the inspector general report, he says they turned it down. They made a terrible mistake. Well, Chris Miller was your acting defense secretary. He says you never gave this that order. This response isn't a terrible response. You said you weren't. I think, you said, I think right. this is his best that, line. He did not say that. But you said you weren't and very if he involved entirely that day. You did tell your supporters to suspicious. come to Washington. You tweeted about it, about sure, that speech that happened on the rally. Am I allowed so when to they, say that? When they went to the Capitol and they were breaking into the Capitol, smashing windows, injuring police officers, why did you? Why did it take you three hours to tell them to go home? I don't believe it did. Oh, let me pull it out. I have to pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be memed. Let me pull it out. I have to pull it out. <laughs> so if you look at on January 5th, the day before, I said, please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. Stay peaceful. This was the day before. And this was in the form of Twitter. Now use Truth, Truth Social. I think it's far superior, okay? I hope everybody's on Truth. He also sponsors himself. I hope everybody's on Truth. Uh, If you look January 6th, it's at 2, before 2.30. I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. This is right after, as it was happening. But what happened is they took it down. I don't know why. I think they seats. took it down because it was so good. They didn't like it. Being <laughs> up I this is Trump. This Come is, on. No. And we didn't know until I got it back because now I have 90 million people waiting for me to go back. But I'm on 
truth and I'm staying on truth. Listen, I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violation. We want no violation. We want no violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. That was at 2.30. That and the, and the bridge Mr. Rosen, was what? I looked at the same timeline that you did. No, I know, but you clear, didn't report that. You know why? Because it was We did report down. it. I, I was reporting that It was that taken they, down and it wasn't. But when it was clear down. to you that they were not being peaceful, you saw them rushing the Capitol, breaking windows. They were hitting officers with flagpoles, tasing them, beating them up. When yes. it was clear they you weren't being peaceful, why did you wait three hours to tell them he to didn't. leave the Capitol? I, they listen to you yeah. like no one else. You know that. They do. I agree with that. It so wasn't three hours. Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi and the mayor are in charge. I assume they were able to do their job. They weren't. But and Pelosi's not in. in charge of Capitol and if you remember, What time did they get into the building? It was 2 o'clock, wasn't it? Right outside the Oval Office. I don't remember the exact the time. But, um, and I'm very proud I don't know what they were expecting. Was he supposed to wade through the crowd and go up to the front? They're trying to pin him to a corner and specifically say, don't leave the Capitol when they think he should have. And I think that's dumb. He obviously called for them to be peaceful. He said, don't violate the law. Well, and no one can even use said, social I mean, I media read it all, but you have, yeah. at the Capitol because you couldn't get Internet. No, we have to have right? peace. So we have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people of law and order. We love the people of law and order. We can't play into the hands of these other people. Done. And he's totally right. We have Nancy to Pelosi one, one did not require security. 1 p.m. is when the barricades were breached. They took that down. And you know, to this day, it hasn't been put up. And the reason Trump is, was still speaking so on stage when that happened. And so conclusive hmm. that all of this nonsense and all yeah, he of should have that on of his millions of dollars paper, that, that he was speaking when it happened are just wiped away with this one. And they've never put it back up. Uh, they had and that's not that they, that's they when the, the barricades that were broken there, through. North, when Northeast barricades were breached at 1:57 p.m. They breached the Capitol at 2 p.m. That video was Means if he made that statement at 2:30, that was right away. Actually, a little bit before that. Right. So that's my question. Because in that three hours, over 140 officers. Where's her three hours coming from? She's not even citing a tweet. The timeline is so critical here because the timeline that she won't stick to. In that three hours, over 140 officers were injured that day. And a person named Ashley Babbitt was killed. Yes. You know what? She was killed, and she shouldn't have been killed. And that thug that killed her, there was no reason to shoot her. They're going to hit him about that. Blank range, cold blank range, Mm -hmm. they shot her. And she was a good person. She was a patriot. There was no reason. there. There was no reason. And he went on television to brag about the fact that he killed her. That ca- the officer was not bragging about the fact that he oh, killed he her, but bragging. one person who was at the Capitol that day, as you know, was your vice president, Mike Pence, who says that you endangered his life on that day. I don't do think he feel, was in any danger. Mr. President, do you feel that you owe him an apology? No, because he did something wrong. <laughs> he should have put show? the votes back to the yeah. state legislatures, and I think we would have had so a different outcome. So we're 16 outcome. minutes in, really and we're still on January 6th he and have election day. Yep. What? Because how, we can, how long is it hurts him? Scheduled for? An hour and a half. An hour and a half. Let's have this one out just now because it's interesting. Let's keep it interesting, right? <laughs> and I he like is Mike better Pence when he's interacting. He's a very fine man. Yeah. He's a very nice man. He made a mistake. His lawyer said, you cannot move. I called him the human conveyor belt. I said, even if the votes, you mean, I talked to his lawyer, even if the votes are absolutely fraudulent, he can't say, yes, sir, he can't say, but, and the Democrats played it and the rhinos played it. And then the election was over. They told him he couldn't do it. And Mike said to me, I can't do it. The lawyers told me he can't do it. They can't do it. But the lawyers were wrong because right after the election, they all met the rhinos and the Democrats, and they worked out a plan to make sure that future vice presidents don't do 
what I said you could do. That's not what happened. You're referring to the Electoral Count Act. I've read, I've read that. There is, there is no authority. No, legal experts, me. including Republican legal experts, say that he does well, not have that authority. Is this a town hall or a versus CNN debate? I think it's a debate. They didn't change the law. They strengthened the law because they were worried about the president. We've got one question so far. You can do it. Also, with this expert from Caitlin, the CNN girl. They strengthened the law. They had the right to do it. They uh, convinced him he didn't, and it was a horrible thing for our country. If you would have sent those votes back to Georgia, Pennsylvania, and, and he, other states, right. Wisconsin, which if you look they, at Wisconsin, they, did try to pass they virtually a law admitted that, uh, now that the election was right, rigged. Him from doing if they would have sent those votes to take away their powers after many the fact. Of those states, they hey, would Caitlin not says come you're back wrong. in the <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, my bad. And I, I didn't realize. Remember what I said, and I, I you just her said it pretty much. You admitted what I said was right. They said he didn't have the right to do it. And oh. he did have the right he to do it. He should just get on the hearse That's why they changed really the law, taking that right away. He's already got I should note that your campaign paid for She's a reasonable election in Wisconsin. It actually had more anything. votes for President Biden by the end of it. But I want to move on to Wayne Byer. He's a retired attorney from North Carolina. So many illegal votes were cast in Wisconsin. And if you look in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, they had so many legal illegal votes, they didn't even know what to do with them. You're absolutely he, wrong Mr. President, about that. there weren't any fraudulent votes in Wisconsin. I do want to get to the audience, though. We have questions for you from the audience. Well, that, retired, that, there Wayne weren't Byer any? Is a retired Come attorney on. From Bill Conway. Barr said there were some. He's previously served in Republican it, I just can't administrations. He volunteered for the Republican Party in the 2022 midterms. He voted for you in 2020. What's your question for the President, Wayne? Thank you for coming, Mr. President. Thank you, Wayne. My, my, pres my question to you is, will you pardon the January 6 rioters who were convicted of federal offenses? I am inclined to pardon many of them. I can't say for every single one because a couple of them probably okay. they got out of control. That's fair. But, yeah, you know, when fair. you look at Antifa, I, I, I like what they've that. done to this Portland. This is a trap question, but I think it's a fair answer. You look at Antifa, answer. look yeah. at what they've done so to far. Minneapolis and so many other so many other places. Look at well, what they, they, they want to use the, the sound clip and in their in commercials BLM. later to play the Democrats. But I do think a lot of Republicans want to know. Trying to justify anything. But you have two standards of justice in this country mm -hmm. and what they've done. And I, I love that question because what they've done to so many people is nothing, nothing. And then what they've done to these people, they've persecuted these people. And, yeah, my my answer is I am most likely if I get in, I will most likely I would say it will be a large portion of them. You know, they did a very. <laughs> and it will be very early on. And they're living in hell right now. So when it comes they're to pardons. They're living in hell. And they're policemen and they're firemen and they're soldiers and they're carpenters and electricians and they're great people. Many of them are just great people. Mr. President, one of the people who was convicted was a former policeman, but he was convicted of attacking a police officer, I should note. But when you said you are considering pardoning a large portion what? of those charged with crimes on January 6th, does that include the four Proud Boys members who were charged and convicted <laughs> oh, of seditious back. conspiracy? Yep. I don't know. I'd have to look at their case. But I will say, in Washington, D.C., you cannot get a fair trial. You cannot. Just like in New York City, you can't get a fair trial. <laughs> <laughs> he is correct. Speaking of New York, I want to ask you about a significant verdict that was reached yesterday. I know this is something you want to weigh in on as well. A Manhattan jury found that sure. you sexually abused the writer E. Jean Carroll and defamed her. You've denied this. <laughs> the audience is laughing. Yep. Say it disqualifies <laughs> you from being president. There aren't too many of them because my poll numbers just came out. They went up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's going to make Caitlin big mad. <laughs> 
And the only person in history who had a charge like that, and the, usually you, and the you leave office, you say, I'm sorry, but I'm going to back home. I'm back home to my family and everything. I'm going to be resigned. My poll numbers went up, and they went up with the other fake charge, too. <laughs> because what's happening is they're doing this for election interference. This woman, I don't know her. I never met her. I have no idea who she She's is. Not my type. I had a picture taken years ago with her and her husband, nice guy, John Johnson. He was a newscaster, a very nice man. She called him an ape. Happens to be African American. Called him an ape. The judge wouldn't allow us to put that in. Her dog. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or her cat was named Vagina. The judge wasn't allowed to put that in. All of these things. He would, but with her, they can put in anything. Access this Hollywood. This is a jury of nine people who found right. you liable of sexual abuse. Do you think that, that that will deter women from voting for you? No, I don't think so, because I you think, think the whole thing... Is listening tonight? Just so you understand. Ready? I... Never met this woman. I never well, saw this it's woman. It's a little Bill Clinton. You did just say you took a picture with her, though. I met her at the though. front door right. of Bergdorf, which I rarely go into, other than for a couple of charities. Yeah, he should clarify I that. met her in the front door. She was about 60 years old, and this is like 22, 23 years ago. I met her in the front door of Bergdorf Goodman. I was immediately attracted to her, and she was immediately attracted to me. And we had this great chemistry. We're walking into a crowded department, so... We had this great chemistry, and a few minutes later, we end up in a, a room, a dressing room, of Bergdorf Goodman, near the cash register. And then she found out there were locks on the door, so she said, I found one that was open. She found one. She learned this at trial. She found one that was open. What kind of a woman meets somebody and brings them up, and within minutes, you're playing hanky-panky in a dressing room, okay? <laughs> I don't know if he was, he was married then or not. John Johnson, I feel sorry for you, John but Johnson. Mr. President, can I... Can I, wow. think of it, think of I, I know you're recounting what she said, but Mr. President... I know you're recounting what she said, but I like it. This was a Just jury, so you understand, though. if I was walking in at the park, because I was very famous then, and I owned the Plaza Hotel right next door, and I owned buildings around it, I'm not going into he's, he's right. a dressing room of a crowded department. So then I say, if she was being raped, and by the way, they said she wasn't raped. Okay, that was her charge. She wasn't. They found they that did, sexually they found, abused her. No, no, what, say what? They, they, did, they said he didn't rape her. And did I didn't do anything else either. Yeah, actually, they did. They ruled that wasn't true. She is. But Mr. President, can I, I, can I ask you, part. given your yeah. recounting I don't your know version? Who, and, and I tell you this. But Mr. President, are you ready? can I, can I, can I, I ask you my children, which I never do. I have no idea who this woman This is a fake story made up story. We had a horrible Clinton-appointed judge. He was horrible. He allowed her to put everything in. He allowed us to put nothing in. Mr. President, there's no way Trump walked around New York by himself without trial. people screaming. You did not it's go Donald to the Trump. Trial and actually right. testified. He's casually going to Bergdorf Goodman. No, it wouldn't have made a right. difference. This by himself walking deal. in. Nobody noticed. A, my lawyer said, sir, you don't have to do it. I actually said, I think I should. It would be respectful. They said, sir, don't do it. This is a fake story, and you don't want to give it credibility. One That's thing why you, I didn't go. One thing you did do in this. And I swear, and I've never done that, and I swear to 
I have no idea who the hell. She's a whack job. You, you did not testify <laughs> just like, in person. In Donald Trump do this without her. Position of you from October in it. You defended the comments that you made on that Excess Hollywood tape about being able to grab oh women. God, going back to that How again? you want? Do you I mean, stand by those? Comments? I'm not that surprised. I said if you're famous and rich or whatever I said, but I said if you're a star, uh, you are. And I said. Women let you. I didn't say you grip. I said women let. You know, you didn't use that word. But if you look, women let you. Now, they said, will you take that back? I said, look, for a million years, this is the way it's been. (laughs) I want to be honest. This is the way it's been. I can take it back if you'd like to. But if you're a famous person, if you're a star, and I'm not referring to myself, I'm saying people that are famous, people that are you stars, were asked in the deposition, people you that are rich, to be a star people that are powerful, yes. so? uh, they tend to do pretty well in a lot of different ways, yeah. okay? And you C- would like got me him. to take that back? <laughs> got him. Got reality TV star thinks he is a star. I said it's been true for one million years, approximately a million years, perhaps a little bit longer than that. So you stand by those comments. Well, I don't want to lie. Mr. President, oh, we have a lot of Here's what she wants to say. Let's a get rich to the and famous person tonight. has no advantage. <laughs> oh, Caitlin, you're the one who And I say, unfortunately, <laughs> but that's the way it is. <laughs> he wants me to lie. A rich and famous person has no advantage for her. We have a lot of questions to get to tonight. I want to go back to the audience. We've got Danielle Rieger. She works as an oral surgery assistant. She's a Republican activist from Derry. She was a New Hampshire delegate for <laughs> oh. you in 2020. What's your question? Hi, thank you so much for coming to New Hampshire thank to you. answer our questions. My question is regarding the economy. Over the past oh, two years, God. we have yeah. seen the prices for everything skyrocket. <laughs> thank you, Danielle. From food to gas to utilities and insurance costs, many people's bills are up several hundred dollars a month, including mine. If elected president again, what is the first thing you would do to help bring down the cost to make things more affordable? Something voters actually drill, care about. baby, yeah. drill. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. We were energy independent. We were soon going to be energy dominant. And nobody had ever done what I did. We got oil down to $1.87. Actually, it fell lower than that in some cases. We had to save the oil companies the, when negative. the price was getting. So we were doing incredibly. We had the greatest economy in the history of our country, probably the greatest economy in the history of the world. We were energy independent, soon to be energy dominant. We were going to be bigger than Russia and Saudi Arabia put together times two. We have more liquid gold under our feet than any other nation, any other nation. And these stupid fools ended it. And energy went from $1.87 and even lower for gasoline, for a car. They went from $1.87 to five, six, seven, eight, and even $9. And your electricity bills went through the roof, your heating bills went through the roof. And that's what started inflation. And it hasn't stopped because people are paying now for bacon and for eggs and for the two and three times what it was just a little while ago. We created the greatest economy in history. A big part of that economy was I got you the biggest tax cuts in the history of our country, bigger than the Reagan cuts, bigger than any. And, And also, Caitlin, also, as you know, we got the biggest regulation and regulatory cuts we this place was rocking and then we were given a gift from china and china paid a big price and let me tell you something i took in hundreds of billions of dollars in taxes from china but prior to COVID coming in and then i rebuilt the economy again a second time 
But we had prior to COVID coming in as, as from China, from Wuhan, which I said it came from Wuhan. Everybody said, oh, you're wrong about that. You're wrong. It came from Wuhan. I said it right from day one. So we had the greatest economy in the world. Here's the story. Uh, they made energy so high. And energy is all invasive. It is massive as an industry and as a cost. It lifted everything. If Mr. You President, made don- if you made economy. donuts, if you made, no matter what you did, <laughs> she just sounds like she's we whining. We had inflation, yeah. the likes of which I guess we haven't had why is she since debating for 52 years, but I think more than that. Because she doesn't know how to do no anything. Inflation. Well, Joe, and that's well, why CNN the put it there. Like, yeah. They use moderator as a loose term. This country was rocking and rolling. And by the way, we had the most secure also border has to in the history of the country. This, this is why they hate me. saying that, though. She's like, here are my points. Actually, we need to move on to questions from the audience. Yeah, no, she's doing it conveniently for her. She does. That can mean millions of jobs lost, people not getting their social security. Security payments. People believe it would put the U.S. economy into a recession. Um, on that topic, I want to bring in Marta Cervea, a student here at St. Anselm. She is an undeclared voter who did not vote in 2020. Marta, what's your question? Hi, Mr. President. Hi, uh, so my question is, what do you think about the United States' current debt situation and how can we move forward? Uh, such an important question. So we're at $33 trillion, a number that nobody ever thought possible. When we had our economy rocking and rolling just prior to COVID coming in, like literally, we were making a fortune. And oil, yep. we were going to make so much money from oil, we were going to start paying off debt. But then with COVID coming in, we had to do other things. We had to keep this country alive because it was so serious. <clears throat> but we have to get the country back. We have to lower energy prices. We have to lower interest rates. Interest rates are through the roof. Energy has to come down. It all has to come down. And we have to start paying off debt. But when we have a debt limit, and they used that very seriously in me. They came in, Schumer came in with Nancy Pelosi, and they were using it, we'll violate it, we'll do whatever. They talked a whole lot different than they do right now. I say to the Republicans out there, congressmen, senators, if they don't give you massive cuts, you're going to have to do a default. Do it. And I don't believe yes. they're going to do a default because I think the Democrats will absolutely cave because you don't want to have that happen. But it's better than what we're doing right now. Because we're spending money like drunken sailors. So just to be clear, Mr. What? President, do you think the saying? U.S. should default if the White like, House does not agree? It's like they come in from being out they and then they well go out and like party. We'll do it later because we have to save this country. Our country is dying. Our country is yep. being destroyed by stupid yep. people, by very stupid people. You yes, said that using, the, nice. the, using the debt ceiling as a negotiating wedge uh, just could not happen. You, you said that sure. when you were in the That's Oval Office. That's why I was president. To, so why is it different now that you're out of office? Because now I'm not president. <laughs> <laughs> he's taking it back, Trump's taking it, it back. He's, he's, his polling is going up, I can feel it. He's warming the up. The defaulting for sure. would be yeah. massively consequential well, for it's, everyone it's, in this room, for all of You don't know. It's psychological. You don't know. Get it's out of here, Caitlin. more than anything else. And it could be very bad. It could be maybe nothing. Maybe it's a, you have a bad week or a bad day. But look, you have to cut your costs. We're, we're spending $7 trillion on, much of it on nonsense, Seven trillion dollars on nonsense. We've got another question said, from the voter tonight. Get all of I don't that want to money hear this that anymore. was wasted, and frankly, the Senate should have never approved it. Get all that money that was wasted, and if they don't get rid of that, you'll have to default. Okay? Mr. You'll President, default. we've got another voter here tonight. And by the way, you're going to default eventually anyway, but it's going to be much messier. I don't think you'll have to default. I think if the Republicans hold strong and they say, we want five 
let's say we want five trillion dollars off. This I really think the Democrats have no choice but to out do it. And if I win, they're going to be yeah. doing the same thing to me in two years. I guarantee you that. When's, Mr. President, when's COVID coming up? Tonight. And they did that before. Mm. He brought up first waiting very patiently. Yeah. He's a student nice. at St. Anselm. He's a member of College Republicans. He's an undeclared voter right now. He supported you in 2020. Bobby, what's your question for President Trump? Hi, thank you for coming. Uh, this is a bit of a pivot, but uh, with gun violence and mass shootings in the news cycle recently, I'm worried that state governments and the federal government are going to act to repress gun rights. Uh, under your administration, you uh, instructed the Department of Justice and the ATF to ban bump stocks. If elected president again, how would you act not only to defend our Second Amendment rights, but to restore rights that have been taken from us um, by you, such as, by example, recently <laughs> the ATF's ruling on the pistol stabilizing braces. Yes. Yeah, as you know, the bump stocks are actually a very unimportant thing. And NRA, I went with them and they said it doesn't mean anything. They were actually all they do is teach you how to shoot very inaccurately. So we did that. Uh, there's been true. nobody that's protected the Second Amendment, as you know, like I have. I protected it through thick and thin. Not easy to do. But we have a very big mental health problem in this country. And again, it's not the gun that pulls the trigger. It's the person that pulls the trigger. And we have to protect our second amendment. We have to protect our second amendment. Mr. President, you dealt with a lot of mass shootings when you were in office. This year, there have already been more than 200 mass shootings yeah. in 2023. If you are reelected, are number. there any new gun right. restrictions that you would sign into law? I would do uh, numerous things. For instance, schools, we would harden, very, very much harden. And I also, I'm a very believer. I believe in teachers. I love teachers. I think they're incredible. And they love the children, not quite like the parents, but they love the children in many cases almost as much. Many of these teachers are soldiers, ex-soldiers, ex-policemen. They're people that really understand weapons. And you don't need 5% of the teachers would be more than you could ever have if you're going to hire security guards. But in addition to that, have security guards. Uh, you have to harden your entrances. You have to yes. make schools safe. And you can make other places safe. But it is a big mental health problem in this country more than anything else. And remember, we have 700 million guns, 700 million. Uh, many people, if they don't have a gun, they're not going to be very safe. I mean, if they don't have a gun, it gives them security. Now, you need them for entertainment. You need them for hunting. You need them for a lot of different things. But there are people that if they didn't have the privilege of having a gun in some form, they, many of them would not be alive today. You know, there is a certain country that had a very strict policy on guns, very, very strict. Which country? And, uh, Brazil, okay. Brazil, uh, very strict. And the former president of Brazil, and they, the, the killing was incredible. They were walking yeah. into people's homes and killing people. They had no protection. He said, go out and buy guns. People went out and bought guns, and it went way down. The numbers went way down because they had security. If you look at Chicago, Chicago has the single toughest gun policies in the nation. They are so tough, you can't breathe. New York, yep. too, and other places also. All of those places are the worst and most dangerous places. So, so that's not the answer. No new restrictions that you would sign if reelected, Mr. President. I want you to meet Julie Miles, a registered nurse from Merrimack. She's a Republican who voted for you in 2020. Julie, what's your question for the president? Only ask Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you. I appreciate you answering this question this evening. How do you plan to appeal to women voters in New Hampshire who are concerned about the Dobbs decision and how states may change their laws? It's such a great question. And it was such a great victory. And... Uh, people are starting to understand it now. Uh, you know that they wanted to bring it back to the states, but that was probably the least important part of that victory. Getting rid of uh, Roe v. Wade was an incredible thing for pro-life because it gave pro-life something to negotiate with. Pro-life had absolutely nothing 
being stuck in Roe v. Wade to negotiate with. And now what's happening, and I see it all over, uh, deals are being made, deals are going to be made. And look, everybody that was president wanted to get rid and tried to get rid of Roe v. Wade for 50 years. Republicans. For 50 years, this has been going on. Actually, a couple of Democrats, too. But for 50 years, this has been going on. I was able to do it, and I was very honored to do it. But by doing it, things are happening that are very, very positive. And you have to, I happen to believe in the exceptions, the life of the mother, rape, incest, like Ronald Reagan believed in the exceptions. But I happen to believe that. I think, it, I think it's frankly important to do that, but a lot of people are uh, you know, against that, a, sm- a relatively small, relatively small number. But the so way I, I the you. way I look, I think it's very important to say this. I consider the other side to be radical, because the other side, under Roe v. Wade and other things, the other side, they're radical because they yes. will. Remember the debate with Hillary Clinton. They said, "Rip the baby out of the womb at the end of the ninth month. They will kill the baby in the ninth month." If you look at that crazy governor of Virginia from the former governor, yes. Well, he said, no, the baby will be born, and then we'll decide, right. essentially, whether or not to execute but the Mr. baby. But, Mr. President, can we talk about what you would do if no, you are the radical people? Yeah. It's not the pro-life people that are radical. But if you are re-elected and you're back I was going to say, he needs to bring that up, and then he did. To your desk, would you sign a federal abortion ban into law? Tim's texting. Uh, what I'll do is negotiate mm-hmm. so Tim's that people are happy. Trump. But the fact Good that job, we were able, I was able, I'm so proud of it. We put three great justices on the Supreme Court. We have almost 300 federal judges on the Supreme Court. The just fact, to be clear, this question from Caitlin, you, you not from the audience. I, I said this. I said this. I want to do what's right. And we're looking. And we want to do what's right for everybody. But, what's right? but now, for the first time, the people that are pro-life have negotiating uh, capability. Because you didn't yeah. have it before. They could kill the baby in the ninth month or after the baby was born. Now they won't be able but to I do that. But I think this is a really important question for you to answer. Because this is something... All, every Republican, including those who are running against you for the nomination, are being asked about is, would you sign a federal well, abortion ban into yeah. law? And many of them are going to give you the same answer as I. Uh, I am, first of all, I am honored to have done what I did. And a lot of people said, they said, in 150 years, he's now the most consequential president because he saved so many lives. And I'm honored to have done it. And, And because of what I've done, we now have a great negotiating ability. That's what I do in life. I negotiate. We have a great negotiating ability. And I think we're going to be able to get something done. what do you mean negotiating ability? Because the question that Republicans have, and some of your allies on Capitol Hill say that they want to introduce legislation when it comes to to banning abortion. If they send it to your desk, would you sign it? Some people are at six weeks. Some people are at three weeks. There we go. Good answer. President Trump is going to make a determination what he thinks is great for the country and what's fair for the country. But the fact that I was able to terminate Roe v. Wade after 50 years of trying, they worked for 50 years. I've never seen anything like it. They worked, and I was even, I was so honored to have done it. We are in a very good negotiating position right now only because of what I was able to do. And remember this. No, he's not going to. Again, you talk about radicalism. People that will kill a baby in the ninth month or the eighth month or the seventh month or after the baby is born, they're the radicals, not the pro I just want to give you... Here, here. Yeah. I Agreed. just want to give you one more chance, though, because you did not answer... <laughs> oh, just one more chance. Sign one a federal more. abortion you didn't ban answer my question. Or how many weeks into pregnancy you believe 
abortion should be banned. Yeah, but I've Can given you, answer you, I've given you the answer probably four times already. Which one I'm is it, looking, I'm looking at a solution that's going to work. Very complex issue for the country. You have people on both sides of an issue. But we are now in a very strong position, pro-life people are in a strong position to make a deal that's going to be good and going to be satisfactory for them. If you good weren't answer. able to get rid of, you wouldn't even be having a discussion, if you weren't able to get rid of Roe v. Wade, which put pro-life in a dead position, a horrible position, they could kill the baby at any time they wanted to, but we did something that nobody thought was doable. And other Republican presidents, and others, by the way, they wanted to get it out. They also wanted to bring it back to the states. But bringing it back to the states is a less important issue but that's why than the, the issue that we just talked about. That's why federal abortion ban. You well, did not say yes or no to that. You did not what, say how many weeks. It depends what the deal is. Lindsey Graham is a uh, good man. Weeks. He's got an idea, and a lot of other people have an idea. And uh, I look it at all the... It depends on the deal. That's your answer. She needs to move on. She's terrible. Trump, we've got more questions to come for you tonight. We'll be right back in just a moment. Oh, look at that. We get a break. I wonder, too, if he knows... We get a break. That uh, I'm impressed so far. The beginning was a little slow, but I'm <coughs> I'm impressed with uh, where we got so far. That was that was 40 minutes with no commercials. Another doing a commercial. I guess they only got one one commercial break or something. Because and he a, must know how long it is. I mean, that's one of the reasons he probably kept kept filibustering. Yeah. So to speak. With, with the abortion thing, I was like, he's got to hit at how these states are enacting restrictionless, outright abortion at nine months, viability, all of that stuff, because most Americans find that completely unreasonable. Mm -hmm. Right. And mm -hmm. then. I, I think Trump's got some really great stuff going on where he's like, well, I'm not president. You know, like that was, that was really good. He's like, when I was president, it was great. I paper pull out. Yes. <laughs> it was really good. It was good that he had the timestamps and, and she she would not accept that she was wrong. Mm. I gotta say, what is she doing? This is, it's crazy to me. When we had Lance from the surfs on last week and we did this a lot, a lot of people get mad. They're like, why wasn't, you know, we had Destiny on. Why wasn't Tim drilling Destiny and going crazy? Because we're not debating. It's not a debate show. Half half of the time, like sometimes they'll say something that is wrong. And I'll be like, no, 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 that's incorrect. You can't say that. Sometimes they'll be like, I believe X because of this reason. And I'll go, okay. Like you're allowed to have a moral position and an opinion. I, I can't be like, your opinion is wrong. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I, I, okay. And then what they try to do is they say like, oh, Tim got owned or whatever. No, this is the problem with the modern left, default liberals or leftists. Caitlin Collins thinks no matter what Trump says, she has to try and get him. Instead right. of saying, Trump, what's your thoughts on this? Thank you for telling us that. Next question. What are your thoughts on this? And such so like, nope, you're wrong. Nope, you're wrong. Wrong. Well, that's where she's coming from. She wants to get him. And like it's she's made it her personal mission yeah. to get him on every answer. And also to get that soundbite that they can put into every commercial for the next two Will years. You and for her abortion. Yeah. And, and for her own uh, prowess, right? Like right. she is looking, I'm looking at this Washington Examiner article, uh, there's speculation that they'll offer her Chris Cuomo spot, right? So she is trying to launch her career off of getting Trump to say the infamous soundbite. She wants that to be her moment. Like this is, she wants her I respect Megyn that, Kelly. right? She is, she's in yeah. broadcast yeah. journalism. Yeah. She wants her, her Megyn Kelly moment. She does. Right? That Megyn Kelly didn't even get. Yeah. Right. So. I just, I, I don't know what, they with uh, with with this guy licked guy sees in Caitlin Collins. I'm like I can understand having her be a reporter, but giving her a show then having her host a presidential town hall, it's just not there. Like Anderson Cooper, I get. Caitlin Collins, I don't get. I you know. Well, and I Megyn think Kelly is good. She she did a great job with Trump. There there are a lot of people I think could do way better than her. I think there are. Uh, with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think CNN thinks about the way its voters want to see Trump portrayed, right? And that makes sense. It's their channel. But I think conservative viewers tend to want a moderator who is going to keep the conversation going and who isn't there to just fact check. Whereas MSNBC, CNN tends to staff people who are there to fact check everyone involved in the debates. And it becomes really, I had a professor when I was at SMU who did a study on this, who said, uh, you know, you find that left-leaning mainstream media they spend a lot of time saying, well, well, actually, that's not correct. Whereas when you're on Fox or a different different network, it tends to be more just about making sure that you're hearing from enough people that are actually sort of holding the true position of a moderator. Well, I think they also want to have a woman on there so that it can be this combative thing that they can say, oh, you know, look at how dismissive he is of the moderator. You know, she's asking all these really good questions and he won't answer them. And he, then he... He says mean things to her and holds they, up they his finger. That. Yeah, and holds up his finger. I, I, like, how would how dare you do that to a woman? You don't hold up your finger. You, you know, know, I just got I just got an idea as I'm watching these CNN commercials. We should run commercials on CNN. Should it'd be really funny. Yeah, Tim Cast IRL commercials. They'd be pretty be cheap like, right now, I think. Well, yeah, I think I think they're like eight grand for thirty seconds. You know how with like NPR, if they're doing Probably a story less. on something, they have to occasionally say, like, just in full transparency, you know, Apple is a sponsor of NPR or whatever. Yeah. And CNN would have to be like when they report on you. Just to be clear, Tim Pool right, is a back. sponsor. <laughs> we're back. Welcome back to CNN's Republican Presidential Town Hall with former President Donald Trump. Uh, President Trump, I'd like you to be Jennifer Simmons. President she Donald is Trump. a stay-at-home Future mom President and former Donald town Trump. selectman from Wyndham. She's a Republican and she voted for you in 2020. Jennifer, what's your oh, question she's, tonight? She's very Good happy. evening, Mr. President. Title 42 is expected to expire tomorrow. Our southern border and now our northern border are experiencing record migration. We learned on May 2nd that the Biden administration plans on deploying 1,500 troops to the southern border. Do you agree with deploying troops to the border, and how will a Trump administration slow down the rate of migrants coming across all our borders? Sure. A very fair question, especially since tomorrow is going to be a day of infamy. Oh, yeah. You're going to have tens of thousands of people pouring into our country. Even the judge, you know, the judge overruled them when they wanted to terminate it early. And he said, you know that you better extend this thing. The judge in Texas said, I hope you're going to extend this. But this is my policy that they're letting terminate because they lost in court. They wanted to go earlier. You're going to have millions of people pouring into our country right now at a level that nobody's ever seen before. These people are sick. Anybody that wants this to happen to our country, they're destroying our country, and this should not be allowed to happen. How they're not going to do a version of Title 42 or my Title 42, which was tough, if people are sick and have infectious diseases and lots of other problems, we don't want them being into our country. We have enough problems right now. We have problems like we've never had in the history of our country. But Mr. Our country, President, our country oh, is being ending, destroyed. The reason it's ending is because the health policy, the COVID era pandemic emergency is coming to an end. That's what Title 42 was. You put it in place That's because of COVID. When it comes to big questions about what your immigration policy would look like if you are reelected, some of your Republican rivals have criticized you for not fulfilling the promises that you made on the campaign trail, like the finishing the border wall. So how did voters know that you would get those done if you're reelected? I did finish the wall. I built a wall. I you built hundreds of miles of wall. 
and I finished it. And then I said, we have to build some more because there are areas like water going through a dam. There are some areas where a lot of people are coming. You close up one and they come into another. And we started another hundred miles of wall. In fact, I said to my people, if we start this and don't finish it, and then we had a rigged election. I'm sorry to say it. Their and, election was and, not rigged, oh, okay. Mr. President. You can't keep <laughs> saying that. She, you and can. So and also, they they if she were really moderating, she would have gone back to the no, no, no. question. Three weeks. I built he shouldn't bring it up. Miles of wall. If we didn't have the it, it election would be stuff hard to believe it could be any worse. They're just letting moment. people flow mm. into our Talk country. Talk about immigration. Look. A country has to have borders. I think it is funny, though, that she has There's to keep saying it was not There's never been anything like that is happening to our country. You built about 52 miles right. of new wall when you were in office, it Mr. Is. President. It wasn't the complete wall. One other thing that with, with no, immigration. No, but I have to respond to that. With your immigration, it was only about okay, 52 can miles I of new wall. This is what she does. <laughs> <laughs> I built hundreds of miles. Some of the wall was up there, and it would be laying on the ground, rusted, rotten steel, rusted, rotten wood. A little, and what the radical left crazy Democrats did, if there's a piece of wood laying down, they consider that a wall. I built 30-foot walls that go down seven feet into the ground. If there was a little piece of wood sitting in the ground, they said, oh, he's not building a wall. We already had a wall. Because this is the game. They're a party of disinformation. It's not a they, game, Mr. President. It's about 52 miles of new wall. Are you kidding One other immigration <laughs> policy. No, no. Also, Kaylee, this woman asked about the troops at the border. Hundreds of yeah. Why are you not going back to that? She didn't answer the question, and she's not making the question down, That was up and rotting in the ground for 30 years. Some of it was steel that you couldn't Mr. even Mr. President, it was, it was only about 52 miles of new wall, but uh, moving on, oh, another oh immigration policy you had was the zero tolerance immigration policy that separated families at the border. If you are reelected, Caitlin are you ruling asking out her own questions? We're not gonna talk about the truth. Well, when you have Fact that checker, policy, Caitlin. people don't come. If a family hears that they're going to be separated, they love their family, they don't come. So I know it sounds harsh, but if you remember, remember they said I was building prisons for Children, it turned out that it was Obama that was built. Kids in cages. Kids in cages. Kids in cages. We have to save our country, all right? We so can't it sounds afford... like that's a yes. No, no. When you say talking. to a family that if you come, we're going to break you up, they don't come. And we can't afford to have any more. Look at New York City. Look what's happening. They're living in Central Park in New York City. The city is being swamped. Los Angeles is being swamped. Iowa is being swamped. Our whole country is being destroyed. Millions of people are coming into our country. And you know what the number is going to be, in my opinion, by the end of the year? Not the 4 million that you hear and the 3 million. Until, I think it's going to be 15 million people. And in these people, they have no idea where they come from. They come from 129 different countries so far. 120, not President, just the just four to, that we talked about. Just to about. put a button on that, it sounds like what you're saying is that you're not ruling out re-implementing that immigration policy. I want to get to another voter. Caitlin <laughs> Blasio yes. is a student here at St. Anselm College. She's a Republican. This will be the first election that she has voted in. What's your question for the president, Caitlin? Hello, President Trump. Hi. Thank you so much She's for so coming. Thank it's you. So cute. Um, the current administration has made it clear that we should continue to provide military equipment to Ukraine so that they can defend themselves. Do you support this decision? And how would you deal with the increasing threat posed by Vladimir Putin? First of all, thank you very much. It's really nice. And it's an important question. So important because we're giving away so much equipment. We don't have ammunition for ourselves right now. We don't have ammunition for ourselves. We're giving away so much. But here's the thing. I have to say it to start off. No longer matters. If I were president, this would have never happened. And even the Democrats admit that. Putin knew it would have never happened. And his pipeline would have never happened. A lot of things would have never happened. 
But this would never have happened. And all those dead people, both Russian and Ukrainian, they wouldn't be dead today. And all those cities that are blown up and disintegrated right to the ground, that wouldn't have happened. Okay. Now, here's the problem. We've given so far $171 billion. They've given, meaning they, meaning European Union, which is approximately the same size altogether as our economy. They've given about 20. So we're at 170, let's say, and they're at 20. Uh, You don't have to know too much about history to realize, or geography, to realize that they're a little bit more affected than we are, okay? So they've got to put up a lot more money because they're taking advantage of us like every other country did. That's why I ended NAFTA and replaced it with the USMCA in Mexico. But on this issue, Mr. President... I should know. I don't know any Democrats who have said they don't believe Putin would have been invaded if you were president. But her question is, would you continue to give Ukraine money and weapons if you're elected? No. So she remembers this girl's question, not the other one. With uh, President Zelensky, because, as you know, he backed me up with the with the phony uh, impeachment impeachment hoax. Number one, when he said the president didn't do anything wrong. So I happened to like. So I happened to like. Yeah, that's right. And it it was I was totally exonerated, by the way, just a waste of time and money. You were impeached. (laughs) Impeached does not mean convicted, Caitlin Collins. No, Caitlin Collins doesn't need to know the details. I was impeached by a crazy woman named Nancy Pelosi. Weapons and funding. If you were I would sit down. Let let me just put it a nicer way. if I'm president, I will have that war settled in one day, 24 hours. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think you will. Good call. How? How will you do that? They both hmm. have weaknesses and they both have strengths. And within 24 hours, that war will be settled. It'll be over. It'll be absolutely over. Do you over. want Ukraine to I win agree. this war? Uh, I don't think in terms of winning and losing. (laughs) I think in terms of getting it settled so we stop killing all these people and breaking them. That was a good answer. answer. Shark fast. What do you... Can I just follow up on that? You said you don't think in terms of winning and losing. Mr. President, can I just follow up on that? Because that's a really important statement that you just made there. Can you say if you want Ukraine or Russia to win this war? I want everybody to stop dying. Yes! <laughs> dying. <laughs> Russians and Not make yourself look good here. Stop <laughs> and I'll have that done. I'll but have what that team? Done in what team hours. are you on? <laughs> you need the power of the presidency to do it. But you but, won't say that you want Ukraine to win? Oh, you come know on. what I'll say? I'll Is say this. Say I want win? Europe to put up more money. Because they're in for $20 billion, We're in for 170 and they should an be, And they should, should equalize. War. They have plenty of money. They should equalize. I got with NATO. When I sat down, I got them to put up hundreds of billions of dollars that they weren't paying under Obama and Bush and all of these other presidents. That's why they're they're able to help them fight the war because of the money I got. But But I want Europe. What's happening in Ukraine? I want Europe to put up more money (laughs) because they're laughing at us. They think we're a bunch of jerks. We're spending 170 billion dollars for faraway land, and they're right next door to that land. And they're in for 20. I don't think so. When it comes to what's happening there, when you were in office, you said that you respected President Putin. Do yeah, you I still do. respect him today? Uh, he made a tremendous mistake. Made it, he made He's a smart guy, you know. I remember I said he was smart, she was smart. They what said, was his he mistake? said President Xi of China, right? Is smart. Okay, 1.5 billion people. He's the ruler of 1.5 billion people. I said, yeah, he's a smart guy. How dare he say he's smart? Of course he's smart. They want you to say he's a stupid person. Okay, he's not a stupid person. He's very smart. He's very cunning. And Putin made a bad mistake, in my opinion. What was his mistake? His mistake was going in. He would have never gone in if I was president. 
We used to I, talk I about agree. it. I agree. Do you believe that he is a war criminal? What? Do you believe that Putin is a war criminal? He's responsible for the deaths of thousands well, of Well, I think this, I think it's something that not, should not be discussed now. It should be discussed later, because right now we have to get a war. If you say he's a war criminal, yep. it's going to be a lot tougher to make a deal to get this yes. stuff. Yes. Because right. if he's going to be exactly a war right. criminal, where people are going to go and grab him and execute him, he's going to fight a lot harder than he's fighting, you know, under the other circumstance. Uh, that's something to be discussed at a later date. Right now, we want to get that war no. settled. Okay, and I'm not talking about the money either. I'm talking about all Putin? the lives that are being... The number of people being On killed town in the war is far debate. greater yeah, than Can't we talk here. about when domestic issues? When they blow issues. up the city right. and those buildings come pouring down and they, they say two people were injured. No, no. Hundreds and thousands of people are being killed and we have to get that war settled. We have more with former President Trump right after this. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with questions from voters right after that. I think the Ukraine thing is a domestic issue because we were 170 billion in. Sure. But, so I, I like the fact that they went there. I think he handled that really well. And I, I, think, I think she was looking to, to get him to say something stupid and he stayed on point. I think he hit it out of the park. Grand slam. Bases are loaded. Knocked it out. When she's like, do you want Ukraine to win? Will you say it? And he's like, I want everyone to stop dying. He yeah. nailed it. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. You can't get him. They can't soundbite that. Because no. he's right. And That's she, what... she looked horrible because she kept asking the same question after he answered it very succinctly right. She only does times. that when she has a sound point that she, a sound yeah. bite that she's trying do to you, get. Do you think Putin's a war criminal? And then Trump nailed it. He's like, look, if we call him a war criminal, how are we going to negotiate an end of the war? Right. He's, he's going to say, no, we got, we gotta, we're going to wait on that. In fact, the fact that she even brings it up on national television with as many viewers as watching is bad for trying to end the war. But you know what? True. They don't want the war to end. No. I bet a guy in her ear said, say, say Putin's a war criminal. <laughs> Because yeah. we want it on TV. Mm -hmm. yeah. We well, want Putin to think that if the war ends, he dies. Yeah. That way he never stops. Yeah, yeah. And, and Putin and Trump had a strong rapport when he was in office. They want to try and make Trump uh, an impossible choice if you want to end the war, too. They, don't, they want Putin to be against him. Let me, let me, uh, Mitchie Cool says, did y'all hear Collins call him Mr. President? <laughs> <laughs> she has that this really? whole time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's, she she let's, also wants to hurt hurt him with conservatives because if he's on team ukraine that hurts him with Be lots of conservatives before before it comes back i want to just address the the, the election thing when people so as, as many people are pointing out everybody wants to say that the, the, the election was rigged if you're talking about the democrats changed rules so they could get universal mail-in voting they could go to nursing homes they could ballot chase ballot harvest and all of these things that were deemed legal by the courts I agree. I think it's shady. I think we should have one day of voting. This is why we should have reforms. We should have a day of voting. We should have voter ID. We should have paper ballots. I agree with all of that. But when, so if you're saying that's what you mean by rigged, I get it. And you had that article in Time Magazine. But what we're, what I'm trying to make sure we're not talking about is the idea that like China was sending fake ballots, that the machines were printing fake things or anything like that. I think the Democrats outplayed the Republicans heavily exploiting COVID. And that's what got Biden these votes. And I've seen people do it. When Trump starts drifting into that, which people don't understand, and he's like, oh, it's all rigged, oh, it's all, he's talking about the past. He's not talking about what you can expect from him. He's not telling the people what he's going to give you if you vote for him. And I think that's what they want to get. They want to push him in that direction because it hurts him in the polls. Yeah. yeah. They spent the first 25 minutes really just talking about his character. It wasn't anything other, anything that really affects the people other than his character. And they spent the first 25 minutes on that. 
They just ran a commercial for the town hall that's airing right now. Yeah, while we're watching it. <laughs> while we were watching it, just ran. I just, just like, in wait, case what's you were going wondering on? what's going on today. I thought it was back. I was like, oh, is it back? No, it's a commercial yeah, yeah, yeah. for an hour ago. It might be yeah. just online only, though. I bet. Right. I bet on TV, they're not doing it. No, it is on TV. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. So, uh, so I, I just want to say, man, when Donald Trump came out and said we are going to start ballot harvesting, ballot chasing, that gave me hope because mm-hmm. it's like ah, he understands what they did. They wrote an article explaining what they did. People went to nursing homes and they and this is all legal. This is legally right. done. And they said, fill out your ballot, do this, give it to me, sign me up as your caretaker, I'll drop it off for you. And there was this there's a guy, I can't remember which state it was, it might have been Pennsylvania, where he was like, It's legal. You're allowed to do it. You are allowed to go to nursing homes. Republicans just did not do it. Democrats outground game them. Mm-hmm. I think they're about to come back on here. Well, I don't know if that's com- I mean, we'll assume momentarily. I think that's been a true of the Democratic Party for some time. They are good at working on the ground to get what they want. Um, I think what bothers me about this whole thing is that the mainstream media opinion writers already have submitted their pieces talking about how great Caitlin is doing tonight. Uh, <laughs> they will be out by midnight. Yep. Here we go. We're back. We're back. Welcome back to CNN's Republican presidential town hall with former President Trump. President Trump, you we have a lot more voters questions, I should note, in here in New Hampshire to get to. Oh, but I also want to up. talk about some of the other investigations that you're facing. We talked about others <laughs> at the top, but one of those is the special counsel's investigation into classified documents that were sure. found at Mar-a-Lago. Why did you take those documents with you when you left the White I House? I had every right to under the Presidential Records Act. You have the Presidential Records Act. I was there and I took what I took and it gets declassified. Uh, Biden, on the other hand, he has 1,850 boxes. He had boxes sent to Chinatown, Chinatown, where they don't speak even English in that Chinatown we're talking about. <laughs> Can I, I, I got to stop you right there. But no, you don't. Shut us. up. Uh, just so you understand, I had every right to do it. I didn't make a secret of it. You know, the boxes were stationed outside of the White House. People were taking pictures of the GSA and the various I people. I got to stop you right there, though, because moving. the Presidential Records Act, which is not well known to a lot of people, I read it. It does not say I that you can take documents expert. with you. It says actually that they it are the property you, of the federal government. It says you talk, you negotiate, you, you make a deal. It's not criminal, by the it way. Does not, not, it's, it does the not Presidential Records negotiate. Act is not criminal. And uh, just it so you know. It does not say you can negotiate to just take so you, the documents with you. Can I tell you? Just so you understand, the Presidential Records okay. Act is not criminal. I took the documents I'm allowed to. You know who else took them? Obama took them. Nixon took them. Obama Reagan did not took take them. documents. Yes, he did. Obama did take documents. He did. Hillary yeah. took the furniture. Yeah. <laughs> Reagan National took Archive them. Says that President Obama even Jimmy did not Carter, even Mike Pence had some documents, and he's a you very honorable Pence, guy. You reference But you Biden. know who took them more than anybody is Joe Biden. He has 1,800 <laughs> boxes. Yeah, that's the elephant in the room. And nobody even knows where they are. Obama did take records. They were brought somewhere, and the media argued it was totally fine and legal the way he did it. I think it's important, Mr. President, to actually set the records straight here. They took documents, including President or Vice President Pence, when they realized they had documents, they turned them back over. The difference is that oh. you waited to turn yours over, and it was Excuse a year-and-a-half effort that included a subpoena with those documents. No. One it, question about what happened when you had those documents. It included a raid on my house. That's what it included. <laughs> but they you didn't raid. Su- you'd gotten a they subpoena, and they Biden's had not house. been turned over yet. Yep. They didn't raid Biden's house. You know what happened? The same they thing. They put him in the house. That's the one with the Corvette, where the documents were laying all over the floor. That was fine. <laughs> yeah, you can see <laughs> them. You know go- who I, the garage. Secret Service, and they're phenomenal. I have Secret Service. He didn't have Secret Service. The other thing, the vice president cannot declassify. He didn't have the right to declassify. He has documents from when he was a senator. 
And even Democrat senators say, I can't believe it. No, I went by the Presidential Records Act. That's not and what we the were negotiating Act with says. NARA. That's not what it says, and Mr. NARA President. has red flags called the Constitution of the United States and the Bill of Rights because they consider them Mr. dangerous President, that's documents. That's not what it so says, and, the I should know, and I should note that there is a special counsel investigating your document situation, also President Biden's document situation. When it comes to that your documents, did, did you ever show those classified documents to anyone? Not really. I would have the right to. By the way, they were declassified mean, after. Really? Not, not that I can think of. Let me just tell you, I have the absolute right to do whatever I want with them. I have the right. I was negotiating with NARA. Do you know what NARA is? The National Archives. Extremely, but you don't extremely left group of them. people. <laughs> extremely left. And I was negotiating with They're them. All of a sudden, they raided my house. They didn't raid <laughs> the house the of Joe laughing. Biden. Yeah. They didn't raid Obama. Why Joe are Biden they didn't standing? ignore a subpoena to get those documents back <laughs> like Biden you did. And so that's the question. But that's the question that you have, I think, no, is why is Caitlin going to punch him? It's body language, I'm sure. The federal government was making them and then had given you a subpoena to return them. Shorter than he is, for sure. Well, yeah. What's the answer? Can you mind? I would like for you to answer the question. Okay, it's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it. Except you're six feet tall. You're a nasty person. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Say she's a nasty person. Why you you held on to the documents? I was negotiating and we were talking to to NARA. That's Washington. How tall is Trump? Bring whatever they want. They can have whatever Uh, they want. I see. I see. When we left Washington. We had the boxes lined up on the sidewalk outside for everybody. People are taking pictures of them. Everybody knew we were taking those boxes. And the GSA, the government service, the GSA was the one taking them. They brought them down to Mar-a-Lago. We were negotiating with NARA. All of a sudden, they raid our house. When Biden had his documents, he won't give back the 1,850 boxes. And you're going to find some real gems in there. But it was so Biden who alerted them that he had the documents. Of, the National Archives reached out to you to why get is your documents arguing back. arguing with Why did you why not are we even turn them over when you got like, a I don't, I don't understand why this is even a topic. We also, she keeps with them as per, cutting them off and saying, we've got to take questions from the, the audience. Presidential Records Act. Yeah, she's we were negotiating with She's not here to moderate move this along. Very nice she's here to make her own point. But they've got to love our Constitution a little bit more. They shouldn't red flag it, Make sure you get him to say something We were negotiating with NARA. And that's what the presidential records act says, because Richard Nixon, surprisingly, had problems, and he had a lot of problems dealing with NARA, and they ended up passing legislation called the Presidential Records Act, just for this kind of a thing. We were dealing with them, we were talking, excuse me, wait a minute, wait, 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 we were talking to them. We would have My done it, question. but all of a no sudden they the raided the house. Here. Now, why, haven't, yes, why hasn't the FBI raided Biden? But I just explained to why? you why. No. It's because he, he's the one, they alerted the government that okay. they had those documents and had them come and get the so documents why from Biden, his house. You My question for you, though, when it comes to documents, you to do you still have Biden any classified documents in your possession? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You ready? Do you? No, no, I don't have anything. I have no classified documents. And by the way, they become automatically declassified when I took them. 
But no, you why? Have to declassify let me them. ask you a question. No, you don't. Why is it that Biden had really nine don't. boxes in China? Lie all the time. Tim, and Tim, she knows what she's China. talking about. Why yes, there's no process right. by no, which no, the president doesn't have to declassify anything. She is a legal scholar. She majored in journalism at University of Alabama. Why don't they put him in charge of that? I need to stop you right there because there's no evidence of what you just said there. What you're referring to there is an office that he had after leaving the vice presidency. He had a temporary wrong, office. Wrong, wrong. But I want to ask you about another investigation. You don't know the subject. The I do know the subject. He had one at University facts, of Pennsylvania, but he also had I nine boxes of investigation that you're facing, which is the one that's happening in it. Georgia, where they are <laughs> investigating there your efforts to overturn the election results in the state of Georgia. I did nothing at the wrong. center it was a of perfect that, phone call. Let me finish my question. <laughs> at the center of that is that call that you had with the Secretary perfect of State, call. Brad Raffensperger. <laughs> yeah, sure. Given the fact that there are indictments expected to come in that case this summer, is that a call you would make again today? Yeah, I called questioning the election. I thought it was a rigged election. I thought it had a lot of problems. I had every, I guess he's Secretary of State, I called. Listen to this. There are like seven lawyers on the call, many of them from there. We're having a call. We're having a normal call. Nobody said, oh, gee, he shouldn't have said that. Why? If this call was bad, I questioned the election. You asked if this him call to find was bad, votes. I didn't ask him to find anything. Let me We've just heard the audio tape, Mr. President. There's bad, an audio of you asking him to Factual find votes. You owe me votes. votes because the election was rigged. That election was rigged. And mm-hmm. if this call was bad, why didn't him and his lawyers hang up? How dare you say that? This was a perfect Well, they were clearly call. concerned enough. They recorded the call. And I should note that, of this course... This was a call that was made to question the results of election. And we have... And when we can't make a call to question election results, then this country ought to just forget about it. You weren't just questioning the election results. I was questioning the election. Find you votes. I disagree I with Trump. There is no evidence of fraud. There is no but rigged election. In you the have to be able to, to call and have outrageous agreements. Because those are false claims you're making about what happened in Georgia. I don't, John, Jordan Sullivan. He shouldn't have been answering the question at all. But like, Hollis. He voted for that you That was probably the best way he could. Jordan, what is your question for President Trump Thank you, Mr. Trump. Thank you very much. I'm 26. I'm a veteran. I help manage a private aviation company. You want a job? I'd love one, yeah. I'm looking looking for somebody very good. uh, I'm not for mandates or government interference in private business, but I've seen Republicans going after us like DeSantis after Disney. Right. What would you do as president to protect us from government interference? Well, I'm the one that really wants to protect you. All of these fake investigations of me are about election interference. They think, because I'm leading Biden by 11 points, 7 points, 9 points, I'm leading the sanctimonious by a lot. By 40 points or 45 points, I think he ought to just relax and take it easy and think about the future, because right now his future is not looking so good. I will tell you this. We are really putting it to Biden, but he's putting it to himself because the economy stinks, inflation is horrible, and the border is a disaster. And by the way, the way he got out of Afghanistan was the single most embarrassing moment in the history of our country. It was bad. Mr. President, I really have one bad. more question really for you. De-sanctimonious? Come on. While we are in front not, of the voters here in New Hampshire, uh, in New Hampshire that, uh, this is a fundamental name, question no. for you. You are running in the 2024 race. If you are the Republican nominee and you are in that 2024 race, will you commit tonight <laughs> to accepting the results of the 2024 election? Yeah, if I think it's an honest election, absolutely, I would. Will you commit to accepting the results of the election regardless of the outcome? Do you want me to answer it again? If I think it's an honest election, I would be honored to. And right now, we are so far ahead of both Democrat and Republican 
And you know what? If I don't win, this country is going to be in big trouble. It's so sad to see what's happening. But no commitment there on the accepting the results regardless of the if, outcome. If it's an honest election, correct, but, I will. Okay, so not committing to accepting the 2024 election <laughs> results. Wow. Acknowledging what Boom. happened in 2020. President Trump, Shut I want to thank you for coming here tonight. This is an important conversation with voters it? to hear and to have. Thank you to our audience and to our host, St. Anselm College. CNN's coverage continues with Anderson Cooper and Jake Tapper. It certainly does not continue with us. I don't want to hear what those people oh have to say. Yeah. Oh, man. Jake Tapper. That was. Oh, look. He's a cool guy. Jake Tapper's so awesome. The reason why she keeps going back to the election fraud stuff is because it polls very poorly with yes. independent voters. Mm. That's where they need to strike. Donald Trump succeeded in 2016 by switching nine million moderate leaning Democrats to the Republican Party. Every time they get Trump to say it's rigged, it's rigged, it's rigged. He is losing votes, and that's why they're doing it. That's why in the beginning of the show, they went after him over and over and over again. And it is a large reason why I'm telling people, and I beg people, please stop. Like, whatever it is you think, the Democrats had a tremendous ground game, okay? They, they, they were able to find the votes, and you've got to counter it, Scott Pressler style. And you need to back off from it if you want to win the moderates over in this. Diehard Trump supporters are falling into this trap. And, and CNN just showed you exactly how they do it. They know that Trump's biggest fans and biggest supporters are going to reject any notion that the election was anything. They, they, they know that the, if they come out and say it wasn't, it wasn't fraud, Trump supporters are going to come out and say, yes, it was. And they're going to get him to say it over and over and over again to make as many sound bites as possible. And I would not be surprised if the next time they have a show, they're going to be like, how many times did Trump say rigged? And they're going to play it on repeat. And they're right. going to put it in the face of as many independents as possible. Instead of showing Trump saying things like, we need people to stop dying, which mm -hmm. was a grand slam. That's why I'm like, guys, talk about the future. Who said it? Talk about the future. Stop talking about the past. Yeah. Right. Do yeah. you think that when it comes time for the Republican primary, the other Republicans will continue to bring this up because yep. they know it hurts Trump? Absolutely. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Ron DeSantis comes out and says, you know, Democrats, they got universal mail-in voting. They were they were changing voting laws in their states. In some instances, like Pennsylvania, the Republicans were involved that things like voter in the park. And there are videos where uh, state reps and judges are like, you are allowed to ballot harvest in this state. I think there's only there's only a handful of states that actually explicitly ban it. It's illegal in many forms in many states, usually with some restrictions where like you can only carry three at a time. And then you'll, you'll see videos like James O'Keefe had. Bill Barr said there was some fraud. She said there was none. She's wrong. Bill Barr said there was some, but not nearly enough. There's always a little bit. There were a bunch of federal prosecutions over voter fraud, sure. But I don't think it was in the tens of millions or significant enough to have as big of an impact as people want. I think what people are thinking of when they say rigged is that Democrats change the rules Anyway, I don't even want to get, get, get wrapped up in this. They, right. they changed because the rules, but sometimes they, they didn't abide by the rules at all. Like in, in Pennsylvania, they did things that were actually illegal for them to do, and they didn't have the like authority what? to do it. Um, changing, the, changing the laws on... Uh, oh, the universal mail-in yeah. vote. Like, well, like, so the, a judge... So here's the issue. The, the lower court said you can't change this law without going to a newspaper and getting a constitutional amendment. Right. And then everyone was like, wow, the lower courts are agreeing with the Republicans. The problem is the Republicans actually worked with the Democrats to pass that law. So when it went to the, the Supreme Court, they were like, no, this was done by both parties. And right. now one party is coming out after the fact. So I don't I, I think it's all partisan. I think when you look at what's going on in New York, you can see it's pure tribalism. But I think you can just see very obviously why CNN kept asking that question. Oh, absolutely. They want the soundbite yeah. because it hurts Republicans. And 
when I hear him say that over and over again, and he won't let it go, and they know they can get him on it, I'm like, I see DeSantis going up. And I, and I like Trump's answer on the war. I think it's important. But let's, let's, let's do this. We're going to jump to this story. Maybe, uh, uh, maybe the last story before we go to Super Chats. Ladies and gentlemen, we made the news. In Trump's trial, a secret fight over a juror's right-wing news source. I love this because this proves to all of you it's a cult. Check it out. They say, E. Jean Carroll's lawyers tried to exclude the man who listened to podcasts by the provocateur Tim Poole. He remained on the jury that found the ex-president liable. Provocateur is a great word. Provocateur. Yeah, I like that. What, what, what do I do? They call Milo Yiannopoulos a provocateur. Right. Well, he goes out, he gives speeches. Do I, do, do I ever leave this building? Do I make phone calls to anybody? Do I contact members of Congress? Or do I just sit here and have conversations with people? The, the beanie is very provocative. It is. I, I have to say. And evocative. Both of those. Both <laughs> evocatives. Right. Take a look at this. The juror was a 31-year-old man who said he lived in the Bronx for all his life. During jury selection, he, he said... Uh, that he tended to avoid news, but listened to independent podcasts every now and then and listed, listed one example. The original transcript inaccurately captured the podcast title as Temple. <laughs> but lawyers from his Carroll, the writer who filed the lawsuit, according to uh, accusing Mr. Trump of rape, later learned through news reports that the anonymous juror identified only as Juror 77 had actually said he listens to Tim Pool. Here's the best part. You guys ready for this? Mr. Poole's YouTube channel includes dozens of recordings that push hard right views. His podcast, which has been criticized as a vector for conspiracy theories, is called what? The Culture War. Oh well, hold on there a minute. <laughs> the Culture War is a new show that hasn't been, hasn't been accused of anything because it's never been in the news. Right. It's only been around for about two months. 11 episodes. That's fake news. And I, I wonder if that's actually defamatory in that you could argue things about Timcast IRL, the show y'all are watching now, because it's been around for years and has been in the news several times. But the Culture War hasn't been. No, not at The all. Culture War podcast hasn't been covered by anyone, and I'm surprised they even found it. You know what they did? They searched for Tim Pool podcast and found the Culture War podcast with Tim Pool, which is a new show which has very little viewership relative to this show or even Timcast News. It's a vector. A vector. A vector. That's why they said dozens of recordings. Like <laughs> IRL Absolutely. has a bit more than dozens. Yeah, I think IRL has like 2,000 or something like that. Also, and then the Culture War has like 25. And the morning videos that you do. I mean, you put out a dozen morning videos. Five videos a day right. on Timcast News. And there's like 3,000 videos. Also, they don't even mention that you like worked for Vice. Like you're such a lefty and so many other issues. They're like this far right guy. <laughs> yeah, you, you would imagine New York Times would do a little bit more research and have figured that out. I know you wouldn't. <laughs> no, Check this out. It I says, wouldn't. during the confidential questioning, Juror 77 said that Mr. Poole, quote, is like middle, adding <laughs> that the podcaster gets different political figures or just celebrities like that on the left, on the right. Juror 77 also described the podcast as balanced. Do you know why yeah. he watched this show probably? Because we had like a run-of-the-mill celebrity on the show one time. Right. This is a guy who apparently said that he only he's only seen a few episodes, and it may be because we've had musicians, we've had people like Ethan Supley, Supley on the show, an actor. And we just we just talked about, you know, moderate political issues. We have had people who are totally apolitical who struggle to even talk about we've had scientists, doctors, but they don't know anything about it. This is the first show that I've ever watched of yours. Yeah. So <laughs> the one you're on. Yeah, the one I'm on. There you go. Welcome. He said that he'd been doing doubles at work and listened to, listened to Mr. Poole's show three or four times in the past six months. 
said he never had heard of Miss Carol and was confident he could be fair to both sides. Here's a guy who actually said Trump is liable for sexual abuse, not rape, after almost 30 years. That's amazing. And they're like, that's a fan of Tim Pool who should be removed from the jury. Here's what they said. Look at this. A lawyer from his Carol said that the juror appeared to get his news from a single, really virulently extremist podcast. It's amazing <laughs> that I can sit here being like Trump is wrong about the fraud narrative and I'm pro-choice. And they're like, he's an extremist. Yeah. But you see what they're trying to do. Two things. They, they want to create a, a bifurcation between me and regular people because they don't want regular people to hear honest commentary from honest people. And well, I mean, I, I, I'll, put, I'll leave it at that. That's that's basically it to defame and to push people away. So those are the two things, I guess. So he wasn't dismissed. No. And then he actually sided with them. Right. And what's what's the story here then? I don't know. <laughs> That, why I'm, is it? I'm really why is this curious? Me? Why this is actually a story? Why is it that they they ran that story about the Allen Texas shooter? Yeah. who posted four clips of me, and then in the same week they're like a right wing extremist news source. There's no news here. The guy said he listened to the show three or four times, and that was the end of it. They didn't dismiss him, and then he sided with them. Why is the New York Times, Politico? The Daily Beast, whoever else, they're all writing this up. Because they're afraid of you. Yeah. I mean, I think it's because you take their audience and also you actually do have a lot of moderate views, unlike both mainstream Fox News and all the mainstream left-wing publications. Like, that's just how it is. That's got to be is, it. Because right. there's no other reason to say, oh, did you know there was a juror that wasn't dismissed, but he admitted that he watched this show four times? And people are, like, people, times. Who, <laughs> people who weren't aware of you or IRL already have heard your name probably because of the Allen Texas stuff. So New York Times is jumping on this bandwagon that I think they often look to. I mean, because it's not the first time you've trended. I think people want this show to be something uh, more extreme so they can shun it. They want you to have, every time they Google your name, they want far-right extremist, terrible person to come up. But it doesn't work. It doesn't work because you do this show every night and prove them wrong. They right. definitely turn Bandcamp off to you. <laughs> well, Bandcamp spreading defamation or something like that. But they're, they're, there's a cult. They're extremists. And the people who watch this show probably already agree with me when we say these people are in a cult. Because you can have a leftist like Lance from the Surfs on the show overtly say he's pro-abortion at any time, for any period, for any reason. Matt Bender, a leftist, say the exact same thing. Sitting next to Seamus Coughlin, a Catholic conservative pro-lifer who wants abortion banned outright, and me saying, well, I think there should be some restrictions, but maybe only after viability, which is the middle. And the person on the left says, you're all far right. Like, right. if my opinion and, and, you know, is the average opinion based on polling, then what are they talking about? Hmm. They're just lying. That's what they do. They lie. And I'm, 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 I'm part of, partly grateful because this makes it easy to prove they're lying. That's it. Is there, is there anybody else that has as many diverse people on their po podcast as you do? I mean, I mean there's, there's probably, very few, right? Well, I think, like, I think Patrick Bet David uh, has way more uh, people across because the what they really want to do is he's more silence middle. everybody not just you but silence everybody that you would ever have on mm -hmm. and make sure they can put those people into a box right and because you know cnn's never going to have those people on fox news won't have them on either fox so, news won't have people on who they're afraid of are associated with people even if right. that person has yeah, never like done it two themselves. layers deep yeah they'll be like yeah you well you you went to this one party with this guy mm -hmm. you know, like whatever 
I think this is actually Politico wrote up an even bigger story saying there was inferred bias or whatever. Tim Pool, a far right pro-Trump commentator who has aligned himself with figures like Steve Bannon. What does that even mean aligned himself with people like Steve Bannon? It means you talked to him one time and you didn't scream we, in his face. <laughs> but I we 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 on the the show, the members only show, I we argued about the fraud narrative and I mm-hmm. told him to his face he was wrong. Yeah. And I said Trump was unelected, he was anti-elected. People voted against him and we went in this long thing and he was like, "Well, that's an interesting point." And I I think he's been on the show two, twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what is this? You're well, not allowed to platform him at all. You <laughs> You're should not allowed to better. talk to people. No, no talking to other people. When I, it's, when I it's think the association you... game, associate him yep. with some someone that right. most people dislike. So make make those associations, and like we can then create a box around these people who make commentary with some sense. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When I think of you, the first thing I think of is not he's pro Trump. Now most people like, don't. Yeah, like now me, most I think it's fair if somebody says that they think of me as pro-Trump because like all I did was make memes about Trump. But, but for them to call you the, the pro-Trump extremist is just hilarious. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't fit at they're all. De- they're debunking themselves, especially when we have like Luke Rudkowski on this show for like seven months at a time. And people say he has Trump derangement syndrome or Ian Crossland, <laughs> who says some of like the craziest leftist stuff half the time and then rolls twenties the other half. Like the, the it's, it's, you know, look, for legal reasons, I'll say this is besmirching my good name, and I am concerned about reputational damage, which we'll be pursuing. But part of me is like, okay, dude, make me more famous. My name's all over the press now, and people are wondering what this is all about. Yeah. You, I love, I love, they're, they're, New York Times writing about the culture war. Great. We need to press. I was going to say, you weren't going to get in there with if it wasn't bad press, which all press is good press, and you know what, man. I mean, I don't even know if it's even bad press. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. And they always tell you, like, you get into a car accident, don't say you're fine because you don't actually know what injuries you might have. And there's so many stories where someone gets like T-boned and then like, well, I feel okay. I think we're good. And then a year later, they're like, actually in that accident, you chipped the bone and now you need like a $10,000 surgery or $100,000 surgery. So it's like, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, you know, but uh, we sponsor ourselves. We're building our own companies. We, we are member supported. I'm not worried about companies dropping us in terms of sponsorships. I'm not, I'm not worried about it at all. And now with Twitter, Rumble, competing with YouTube, I'm not worried about YouTube either. There's nothing they can do. They've lost. The, 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 the things they've said, like when Keith Olbermann's tweeting at me and like this, <laughs> this Alan Texas thing comes up, I'm like, literally don't care what these people think at all. There is no concern I have. None. We have built infrastructure. We are building infrastructure. Rumble is building infrastructure. Elon Musk is building infrastructure. What do we have to be worried about at this point? Say right. whatever stupid garbage, fine. We'll sue you if it's defamatory and you'll lose. True. And did, it has no impact. Did Keith come out of retirement to attack you? He retired. <laughs> <laughs> he's retiring for, he's retired like four times from Twitter. Ah, uh, wow. He retires a lot, I guess. Let's, uh, let's do one more, uh, one more story. Let's, uh, where are we at? Here we go. This one's big, ladies and gentlemen. Bud Light's hangover from hell sales figures for America's once favorite beer reveal how every region in the U.S. has turned its back since the Dylan Mulvaney tie-up. Check this out. In every region, Bud Light sales are plunging. So in, in the East North Central, is that what they called it? East North Central, which is like Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and Wisconsin, Michigan, 23.5%. I, in the east, south, central, it's 25%. In west, north, central, 
25 in mount in the mountain region it's negative 29 percent everywhere mm-hmm. nice wow I saw this story earlier today that uh, gay bars in Chicago aren't buying Bud Light. Because, they're boycotting it. Because they're also boycotting because the brand didn't stand behind Dylan Mulvaney enough. <laughs> like, they can't win. They have really they're shot themselves in both, both sides feet. on that. Exactly. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. This is great. Uh, we're winning. So, you know, for those that uh, didn't hear what we were talking about the last in the previous segment, just about how the New York Times and Politico are smearing my good name and lying about this show. I don't know how much it matters. They have no influence anymore. I, I, I go out and people smile and wave, shake my hand. They can take pictures with me. People who watch the show, and these are urban centers. This is what I think they're really afraid of. They were in New York City and a, an urban liberal New York City guy says, oh yeah, I listen to Tim, Tim Pool's podcast. And they're like, oh crap. Yeah. We're losing urban liberals. That's a problem. Well, and they'll be losing liberals in New York City way faster if they don't get it turned around soon Mm because new york city is just absolute garbage yeah well this is what i'm saying everybody with this story about bud light losing again and again and again it's been over a month it was april 1st that dylan mulvaney did this uh this this tiktok and now may 10th anheuser-busch is still spiraling because of this so keep it up i think i think we're winning I, I think that the, the Bud Light decision right next to firing Tucker is probably one of the dumbest business decisions anybody has ever made. Well, they tried claiming it was a third-party company that did it. And they're like, oh, we don't know. It's a third-party company that, That's that, not that, even that, better. that did it. Yeah. But apparently, what uh, there was one writer for the Washington Post who said that Bud Light is a cash cow that's never going to grow. It is it is basically generic. At yeah. this point, mm-hmm. it is so ubiquitous, it's just synonymous with beer. Take the money, accept it. But they bring in some young VP of marketing who's like, I'm going to grow this brand. Tries to find a new demographic and then nukes it into oblivion. She wanted to, f- to shed the Freddy image, she said on one podcast. It's yep. interesting, the demographic that they chose, and I'm just talking about the age. 15-year-olds? Mm-hmm. Right. I've, I've heard uh, Ian talk about that a lot. It's just like, if you look at the, the actual age group, like what exactly were they after there? And they, have they said anything about that? Teens, you know? No. They're no. not going to. I mean, that's the thing. It reminds me of, uh, didn't cigarette companies get in trouble at one point because they were advertising like yeah. on children's yeah. toys yeah. or whatever? Well, no, like, they had the camel. Joe Camel was a Oh, cartoon. Joe Camel. And it was too nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they had to modify their branding. I think with Bud Light, they didn't think about the audience uh, in the consequences. They only thought we can capture young drinkers Maybe they aren't drinking. Maybe when they go to drink, they will start drinking Bud Light. They didn't think about the fact that it's completely inappropriate for a lot of reasons. And they only put themselves and their own ideology first. I thought it was funny. This Washington Post writer said the confusing thing about the campaign was Dylan Mulvaney's faux Audrey Hepburn act like caters to no one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like Dylan Mulvaney's audience are all under 21, so they're not buying beer. And then the rest of the audience is over 50 and they're and they're drinking wine. So right. what was Bud Light thinking? Mm-hmm. And then Bud Light, of course, was like, no, 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 it was a third party. So now here's the best part. Yeah, you mentioned, I think it's it's up to six gay bars. Yeah. Five or six in Chicago have are boycotting Anheuser-Busch outright because Anheuser-Busch won't give them political influence. Now think about that. The right just says, leave us alone. The left says, give us what we want or else. Stop pandering to these people. They're going to make your life miserable. 
But you know what? We're winning. So now, no, not not to play devil's advocate, advocate, but uh, how is the rest of Anheuser Busch doing? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like, because they have, like, they have, so a lot ma- of- they have so many other products that, like, have, Overall, have they seen a globally. Big- Anheuser-Busch, I think they said it was like around 1% decline yeah. in, okay. in general hmm. sales. When this um, but but we're, we're talking about American cultural influence. If right. Anheuser-Busch says we're abandoning U.S. markets with Bud Light because it's a failed brand, we won. Yeah. Yep. I think we won already at this point. No Clydesdale is going to save it. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> that was such a tone deaf response, it'll be a, too. It'll be a donkey yeah. in a dress. Wasn't, yeah, wasn't that what set uh, Rogan off? Was the Clydesdale Maybe. the pandering? Yeah, yeah. but here, here's a story we have from uh, from Tim Cast News. Bud Light boycott is spreading to other Anheuser Busch brands. Company may be in a no win situation as gay bars are ditching Anheuser Busch beer. See what's happened now is because the, these gay bars are upset with Anheuser Busch as a brand. It's not even about Bud Light to them. It's about all of of the brands they do yeah. sell and conservatives too, right? They were all like. They, I saw all these graphics of like, don't drink Modelo. Here are the other right. ones, just so you know. I mean, because it's like Biv or something like that. Uh, InBev or, or something. InBev. Yeah. InBev. Yeah. And it's a bummer because Modelo is actually pretty good. Yeah. I think Surge yeah. was mourning that loss. Yep. I am sad about that. <laughs> but it is yeah. interesting that it was a boycott that was effective, partially because people were already aware of what else was under the umbrella, right? Like if you boycotted, I don't know, uh, a shoe company, right? If they own for the shoe companies, you're not really hurting them. Whereas mm-hmm. people were able to identify, oh, these are all Bud Light. Wow, look, look, look at this. Mm. So we know that uh, Miller and Coors are way up, like 20%, right? St. Louis Business Journal says Budweiser is down 11.4. That's not Bud Light, that's Budweiser. Michelob Ultra down 4.4. Bush Light 1.8 and Natty Light 5.2. So it is hitting their other brands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So hey, good, good, good job, everybody. <laughs> this uh, this warrants a round of drinks. Does anybody have any? Uh, oh wait, it was funny when Lance from the surface here. He brought a Bud Light Tall Boy. Yeah, that was and funny. he waited till the after show. I was like, bro, why don't you crack that thing open on the show? Like it was funny. See, he's he not scared. willing to commit to the bet. He's sort of in the boycott. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want everybody to see that he had a Bud Light. He didn't want anyone to think that he was effeminate or anything like that. How long do you think the boycott will last? I think they're done. I think I, I'm seeing people online. There was one story in Newsweek where a couple got attacked. And the, they say it was because they were buying Bud Light and the person, like, they got into a fight over it or something like that. I'm like, well, They were attacked at a liquor store? Yeah. Because somebody started making fun of them over buying Bud Light, and then they started yelling at each other. Hmm. But uh, Alcohol I, was involved. Bud yeah. Light, brand is everything. And Bud Light is synonymous with being a homosexual. I am not saying that to be mean or funny or derisive. I am saying that as a fact marketing statement. That if you, because of Dylan Mulvaney's notoriety mm-hmm. and the backlash it is now perceivably associating you with being a homosexual there was a video where a, a cast, cast members on the book of mormon 
crack beers in like Times Square or something and say, hey, but, Dylan, like, thank you so much. Bud, Bud, Bud Light. Woo! And they drink it. And I'm yeah. like, that was the last thing Bud Light wanted to happen. Mm -hmm. Because they're hammering the nail into the coffin that if you drink Bud Light, you are likely an effeminate homosexual man. You're homosexual, but you're not enough of an ally. That's why the gay yeah. bars won't bring a buyer yeah. beer. But I, I, I'm not sure that matters. I mean, look, if you're if you're some like 38 year old dude, 40 year old dude at a ball game, do you want to be the one person? There was a viral video from Fenway Park where nobody would buy Bud Light. Because do you want to walk up to a chick and be like, "Hey, want a Bud Light?" Right. And she'll be like, "Are you gay?" <laughs> no, no. <laughs> And again, I'm not saying to be derisive. I'm saying the brand has associated itself with that because of the hyper-partisan nature of the sales of this beer, you will be perceived as being a supporter of LGBT groups as left-wing or as a gay man yourself if you're drinking the beer. There's a political association now with it. Mm -hmm. I feel like the only real save for them is to simply be honest, be honest with what, what the whole tactic was and and maybe issue an apology. But it I kind of feels late. like after you were saying that, it just made me feel like, well, a tactic that you could potentially imagine is now you could say that you're discriminating. And if, if you boycott and discriminate against Bud Light, you are this. You are homophobic. You're transphobic. You're white supremacist. They don't. Bud Light does not want that because that just pushes them to one market. It may now be the case that Bud Light's only opportunity is to pander to the left. Hmm. But then they, they lose all their market share because they have to double down. If they came out right away and just said, we're really sorry about this campaign. We didn't realize it would be so divisive. Please accept our apologies. And they just did that. I, I'd imagine sales would have recovered right away. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, I've been in these corporate executive offices during PR crises. And I know exactly what these people say. They say, listen, the people who buy your product are dumb as a box of rocks. They'll forget all about it. Just shut your mouth. PR 101, do not add fuel to the fire. And Bud Light, Budweiser, and Bush said, okay. And they ignored it. And it festered and got worse. Then they, someone said, okay, well, we got to do something now. Then they put out that Clydesdale commercial, which just made everything worse. <laughs> they refuse to apologize. And they don't realize the people who drink their beer, people these days, they're, they're, they're networked. We're hooked in. We're not forgetting about this. No. And now it's gotten to the point where uh, someone mentioned on Twitter, Babylon B wrote a joke. It said, uh, guys drinking Cosmos at bar make fun of dude drinking Bud Light or something like that. Yeah. That's the perception of you when you go to a bar and buy a Bud Light, mm -hmm. that you are like an effeminate man or gay or something. Yeah. And guys, they don't want to be perceived that way, especially yeah. when they're trying to pick up chicks. Could you imagine being at a bar and then being like, ooh, there's some beautiful men over there. I'm not going to get a Bud Light. I, give me an old English. <laughs> give me a Guinness. I need a Yingling I look strong. Yeah. I want to look strong. You get a Yingling and go, hey, ladies, did you know that Yingling is the oldest brew in America? And they're they like, oh, it. wow, that's so impressive. Your knowledge is, is, has impressed me so much. Would you like to join us? And you're like, that's right. But if you walk over with a Bud Light, they're going to be like, I always wanted a gay best friend. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be like, oh, no, 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 no. Those are the two choices. You can make one. <laughs> uh, I am curious to see what happens with the people working at Bud Light, because obviously if they have a downturn in business, I can only assume that layoffs come. I also imagine that the people who actually work in their factories or their breweries or whatever, uh, they didn't get consulted for this move, and now no. they're the live their livelihoods are at risk because of you know one Harvard grad uh, marketing executive, and that seems pretty terrible to me. Yeah, we're what, gonna. I was just gonna say like, what what officially happened with the CEO? 
let go of what? No, They're all on the leave. marketing. The, two, the, two marketing people yeah. were placed on leave. That's what it was. That's we're gonna go to super chat. So if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends if you really do like it, because boy, they really don't like us. <laughs> Head over to timcast.com, become a member, and um, let me let me take this opportunity to use the negative press against us as a shameless call out and call to action. If you want to help stick it to the liars in the corporate press who would besmirch our good name and a show that you enjoy, go to TimCast.com, click join us, become a member, and then uh, we win. We win, they lose, they decay, cease to exist, and then in 100 years, we'll be writing their obituary. And we're going to have a members-only show coming up at 10, 10 p.m. We're going to have call-ins from the audience so you guys can even call into the show. Let's read. Voice of the People says, Tim, Google E. Jean Carroll, Juror 77, and read the political article. They tried to get rid of that juror because he listens to you. Robert Gouveia covered that today. You should bring him on sometime. Spoke with him before. We don't know who the juror is, but he's clearly not a supporter of Trump. Or do they mean Robert Gouveia? That's what they want on. Right, I know. Oh, okay. I'm saying as for the this individual, this juror, we don't know who he is. And uh, I, look, I'll, I'll say I don't know what evidence he saw in trial that made him think Trump was liable for this. But it seems insane to me. I think the reality is it was probably like, uh, what was that? What was that movie where all the jurors are in the in the room and the one guy, they're like, he's all guilty. twelve angry men. Twelve angry men. Yeah. yeah, it was like that. The one guy's and they're like, I don't know, man. I watch Timcast. I'm a reasonable person. I think Trump's not liable. <laughs> and then they just like, you I feel like it had not. to be a, like a technicality, like. Like, right. the, like the law was written in such a way that there was no way to not convict. Mm -hmm. Like that they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It, it had to be a really, really poorly written. Yeah. Law. He didn't get convicted of sexual abuse. He got convicted of being liable for sexual, right. sexual right. abuse. Right. They said, if you think that Trump was physically present, then he's responsible or something. But you know what? I'm just going to say this. There is no way Donald Trump walked into the Bergdorf without people being like, Mr. Trump, oh, right. and people being like, oh, is it Donald? it's Donald Trump, oh, man, wow. It's like, dude, so so I like to hang out at like MGM National Harbor or Maryland Live or whatever, and every single time, people are, are, are like, hey, Tim Pool, man, fist bump. I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. What was your name, Jim? Nice to meet you, man. Appreciate it. Nonstop. And I am nothing compared to I am I am an ant. I am a zit on the ass of a mosquito compared to Donald Trump. Even in the 90s, we're talking about one of the most famous people in the world with his name on a building. And you think he's going to walk into the Bergdorf and nobody noticed. Yeah. Nobody yeah. noticed he was there. The incredible. Like, I liked the his and I own the plaza across know, the street. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and he's walking around with no security. No, no, no. Donald Trump isn't even walking around. He's getting in cars. He has security detail. People are opening the door for him. So when he walks into the Bergdorf with like 10 staff members, and he's like, where's the lady? Her? Oh, ma'am, come this way. Staff, follow me. We're going to the dressing room. Get out of here. This is insane. <laughs> right. Absolutely ridiculous story. Yeah. All right. Matt H says, seriously, Tim, check out Humankind. It's better than Civilization. I'll take a look. Yeah, I've heard this good. Goldilocks Production says, Tim, I got to call you out. Nazi Germany was not fascist. That was Italy. They were national socialist. Fascism, national socialist, communist, and Marxist all fall under left-wing socialism. Learn history. Watch Tiki history to learn more about this. I understand the, uh, I've read about uh, the national socialists' policies. So basically, there's many ways you can bring it down. National socialism was not, uh, 
People will call themselves things that they're not. Antifa says that they're anti-fascist when they're like authoritarian psychopaths. So I guess you can argue that Antifa, the original anti-fascist action, was the militant wing of the Communist Party in Weimar Germany. So yes. I get that. But uh, the thing about national socialists, fascists, etc., is that these were considered the right because they were tradition traditionalist and the communists were ultra progressive. Mm -hmm. The communists wanted to purge history. The, the right, the various factions wanted to preserve tradition and history. And that was the principal difference between two overtly authoritarian factions, which went on to brutally murder millions of people. Yeah. What, what did the communists murder? A hundred million or something? hundred million. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Yeah. That's crazy. Also, also TIK history is cool. It's a good, good page. Is it, it, oh, is it TIK history? I said TIK Tiki. history. Yeah. TIK history. Yeah. It's a good Not page. Tiki. Good information. Let's read some more. Boosted Yogi says, from what I'm understanding, she filed the lawsuit the day after it was signed into law. Oh my God. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Nothing to see here. No, don't ask no, any don't, questions. No. To totally legitimate. Bertman asks, how come leftists aren't boycotting CNN for platforming Trump? <laughs> uh, Bertman, you're supposed to be a writer over here at Timcast, and <laughs> they are. There were there were people at CNN who was there was a CNN commentator contractor actually wrote a statement published to Twitter saying it is wrong that CNN is doing this. It should not be platforming this man. Did they quit? Their there was job a bunch of comments, too. Um, yeah. When, when it was first announced, there was tons of comments from from libs who were just pissed off. Yep. All right. Where are we at with the super chats? Let's see what we got. Jackknife TV says they're going to try to lead him on. She is openly pushing the subject to get him to dive deeper. This is reference to Trump talking about January 6th and the election. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying. CNN, when Trump was like, we got to talk about election because our, our, our borders are terrible right now. And she's like, well, I want to go back to January 6th because they want the sound bites. They want the commercials. They're doing Democrats a favor in that I'm sure some Democrat was like, can you get Trump to talk for even a few minutes about January 6th and the election? Right. Because we are going to chop that thing up a hundred ways and run ads like crazy. And like, don't worry, don't worry. Caitlin Collins goes out there and the guy in her ear is saying, ask him again. Not now ask him again. Tell him no and go ask him again. <laughs> and that's why she kept saying the same things over and over again. Every, every time they have a debate, that's where the, the moderators start from is a list of questions that they have to ask to, mm -hmm. so they can get the soundbite that mm -hmm. they want. Yeah. And then they ask it in the exact way that they need to. Look, I feel bad for that stay-at-home mom. She came in, she asked her question, a specific right. question about the troops, which I thought would have been an interesting answer. And mm. to be fair, Trump and uh, Sweet Sweet Caitlin both ignored it. Caitlin just introduced five other questions. Mm -hmm. Bushtail says Trump hit it out of the park. He talked circles around that moron sharing the stage with him and nailed answering the crowd questions. CNN embarrassed themselves with this one. I, co I completely agree. Yeah. I think he started a little slow. I was getting a little frustrated, but then he quickly just swung it out of the park. Amazing. Amazing. When he was like, well, I'm not president anymore. That was that was that was <laughs> so the, funny. The first big hit. It was, ama yeah. it was amazing. Yeah, I like what I like when he is succinct and not <clears throat> not rattled when he was getting rattled. You could kind of tell, especially when they were talking about the documents, that was just too much talking over one another. Right. And really that that's, that's the moderator's job to try and keep it from getting that way. Right. But I really like the conversation about Ukraine and it yeah. really made her look like, dude, she, she answered you or he answered you very succinctly several ways and she kept going back to it. That's how you can see she, she's she got to try and pull something out of it. Otherwise, she's not doing her job. I, I like this because Trump gives the answers I want to hear. It's, it's like, is he perfect? No, of course he's not. Nobody's going to be. But when he was talking about abortion, 
and she's like, will you sign an abortion ban? Politicians will be like, well, you know, abortions are an interesting thing. And I think as an American, we have to, Trump said, it depends on what the deal is. Mm-hmm. Bring, bring the deal to me. We'll negotiate because we have negotiating power. He's like, I, I got Roe v. Wade overturned. Now we'll bring the deal to the table. We'll see what we get. And I'm like, that, that's a good answer. It's like, it's it's absurd that they try and ask these absolutist questions. They know we'll do, we'll, the only thing that will happen is you will lose support. Will right. you ban abortion outright, Donald Trump? Trump could just be like, well, it's more complicated than that, probably to some degree, but not absolutely. Like you got, you got to like the answer is not yes or no. And he even said he was like, look, some people say six weeks. Some people say eight weeks. I don't know. We'll see. And then she kept asking over and over again. What they're going to do is they're going to clip it up and say Trump refused to answer. Yeah. Well, do you remember in 2016 uh, during the Republican debates, they kept asking him if he would accept the results of the election. And they asked it over and over and over again, and he refused to respond. Yeah. Um, and that was again one of those things where they were gonna they were gonna throw that back at him, and the the fishing it, it, all they do is fish. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brandon Hampson says, as a sailor who has been drunken, we spend atrocious <laughs> amounts of money when we are half seas over. Thank goodness we're hearing from the source. There we go. Now we know. Now we know. I think what it's being like the sailors on leave, right? Like right. Compare them yeah. to all kinds of wild things. Yeah. In high school in Singapore, I saw a lot of sailors on leave doing just that spending absurd amount of money because they're they're at port you know Mm -hmm. yeah i was in the air force we did the same yeah Yeah. (laughs) totally but you guys aren't as gone for as long as the the uh no we just like to drink okay fair (laughs) sergeant buck says caitlin collins is debating trump so much she may as well announce she's running for president (laughs) i seriously because the town hall isn't supposed to be that no she's supposed to say what do you think about x and then have him answer and then and then once he's done talking you can say so unlike the election thing, I would say, Mr. P- Mr. President, you've stated X. Please explain to the audience your views. Then Trump talks. Then you can say, yes, but according to this person in your administration, you were wrong about this. How would you respond to that? That's what a town hall is supposed to be. Not, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. Wrong. Wrong, Trump. Like, wrong. What, what are, you, are you debating him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she kept doing it every time. Like, no, I'm sorry. That's not true, Trump. You're, you're wrong. You're, you can't say that. It's like, you, you, you. You are not here to debate him on what is right or wrong. Mm-hmm. He is here to speak. Right. It's crazy. It's like live fact checking. Is yeah. It's ridiculous. And I, I, am not a, I am not a Trump fan, but the thing that I really appreciated from him was the thing about Ukraine when she kept saying, who do you want to win? It was such an obvious bait thing. And he, he actually, he said it in the exact way that you would want somebody to be like, it's not about winning. It really is about people not dying anymore. Mm-hmm. And it she makes her look so immature. I make CNN look so surface level. The fact that they're, they're equating this to winning. It, like, it, yeah. it made their tactics very obvious. And it was it was such a virtue signal. It's like, we need to be able to put you in a camp. So you need to answer this question like I'm asking it, not the, not the way you're asking it now. That's why she kept coming back to it. Yeah. Desanctimonious. No, it doesn't work. Not, like not a fan. The Maybe dismal. Deswamptus. Yeah, that's better. Deswamptus. Yeah. I, I think there there has to be a better nickname than that. But Deswamptus. He's just De Satan. De Satan. De Satan might I be a little too far. I, 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 I honestly <laughs> think, I think he could Meatball call Ron was the best one. Yeah, or just call him <laughs> Ronnie. Like make him sound like a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. I think Lil there's a Ronnie. lot of way, ways to go with that. Yeah, I'm not Ronnie. sure Desanctimonious is my favorite. So. Lil Ronnie or Meatball Ron? Meatball Ron's great. <laughs> I mean, I think Ron DeSantis is the best governor this country's had in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. I think he's doing amazing work in Florida. Um, and I think he'd be a great president. 
I'm leaning towards Trump at the current moment, and I think Trump just did a, a, an excellent performance. So I, I've said but, this a lot of times, but do you think we could maybe just not like get into these two camps right. already? It's got to yeah. be Trump DeSantis. It's got to be Trump like DeSantis VP. Also, can we just be glad that like Ron DeSantis did lots of cool things? Let's not eviscerate all right. of the Republicans because you know you may support Trump. Let's have lots of strong people True. in in this side of the aisle. I've, I've said it a lot on Twitter, and I, I keep getting. Uh, you know, attacked over it. But like, I don't have a problem with Trump and I don't have a problem with DeSantis. And I'm not sure why we have to have a problem with one or one or the other. And that's- No, it needs to be Trump DeSantis 2024. Mm. It's it's yep. the race to the bottom. It's the tactic. It's like, how do I make myself look good? Well, the tactic is really smear the opponent. Yeah. So that's the race to And the I understand why Trump's doing it. See, that's the thing is I understand why Trump's doing it because that's his job. His mm. job is to, you know, get all the competition out of the way. But I'm not sure why it's everyone on Twitter's job to then also get rid of anybody that, that doesn't currently hold the same position they do. Mm -hmm. I think I guess used, that's just the nature of Twitter. But They're yeah. used to regurgitating the tactic. Yeah. They don't come up with the tactic. They regurgitate the tactic. Totally. Yeah. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, this lady is insufferable. She really is. Yeah, man. She doesn't have the so, same, man. like, I mean, I, I get that they're trying and they do need someone, but you look at someone like Megyn Kelly and you know why she became an anchor. Like she's got it. You look at Laura Ingram and you're like, I get it. They have, they have punch. Like you watch them and you're like, that's a person with X factor. Yep. Caitlin Collins doesn't have that. Mm -mm. It's like dry, droll and generic. And whiny. Really? Yeah. Like that, the biggest takeaway from tonight for her was how whiny she was. Mm -hmm. Just so annoying. No, I feel no, that's not right. It's not right. No, no. She yeah. needed more poise. Yeah. She, was, she wasn't yeah. poised. You, you could tell even though she had like good posture and she didn't really like cringe her face too no much. No presence. You could tell, yeah. She got upstage. She did. Well, it's, she but did. It's, it's not about being upstage. I mean, you're not supposed to be there too upstage or- Right, there's uh, no, no staging. Yeah. But she, she has no presence. Right. Yeah. It's right. like it's like she was an inverse presence, like sucking energy <laughs> instead of exuding energy. Totally. I think this is something that you'll hear tomorrow a lot, which is that, oh, the right is attacking her for pushing back on Trump and girls have such a hard time because when they assert themselves, they're said, it says, people say they're bossy. And I think it's important to note that like, she didn't perform well. It's not about the fact that she's female. It's the fa about the fact that she did not moderate this conversation. She really tried to argue her points and fact, she did not advance this experience for anyone, including the network she's supposed to represent. Well, it was her conversation. Yeah. But it, she wasn't no, advancing anyone else's conversation except And for she herself. didn't win anything. She made yeah. herself and therefore CNN look bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do we got here? Tus Nalorum says, not making every single liberal who fled a city did mail-in voting to cast a vote and voted locally in the place they fled to. A non... Uh, I, I, this is kind of sentence fragmenty. I'm not sure what, what, what they're saying. A non-voting felon for life is the same, same thing as too big to fail argument because it would obliterate the Democratic Party. They responded to something, but I can't tell what it was. Yeah. It's... It, yeah, okay. I was trying to read it. Sorry, man. I, I appreciate it. But... um. A non-voting felon for life is the same exact thing as a too-big-to-fail argument. You're implying that if we take away a felon's right to vote, Democrats lose? It, that's that's what I can figure out from that. I'm not sure. Yeah, mm. I don't know. That's, that's interestingly worded. Yeah. Da uh, Dansky says, Tim, I think you're confusing the Texas shooter with a juror. Re four episodes. I am not. 
Um, in the in they yeah. in in the court documents, they say he he watched three or four episodes, and the shooter posted four clips from one episode. So that guy only watched one episode, and uh, the media just lies. You know, whatever. Sir Alexander Full says they want to give Tucker Carlson your time slot. Why? He's this is the crazy thing, right? Like. I go on Joe Rogan's show and he and he's talking about Ivermectin. And I'm like, I disagree. I don't, I don't think it does anything. And they're like, Tim Pool is the poster boy for Iver, Ivermectin. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing that they're like desperate. They're like, please, Tim, please, yeah. please be right wing. And I'm like, I, I just disagree with that. I just don't understand. And then here I am using the New York Times as a source. And they're like, he must be far right. It's just, dude. I mean, keep doing that. You're discrediting yourselves. Yeah. If you're, I'll, I'll take the freebies. If you're right wing, then you're Fox's problem, right? You're stealing Fox's audience. But if you are moderate and you're drawing from both places, then you are everybody's problem, and that's what they don't want. Well, they, that, that's why they're going after me now because they're like, our audience, will, like an urban liberal New Yorker in the Bronx, will watch Timcast. Yeah. But yeah. it's like we got it. We got to stop that. Yeah. You yeah. cannot take the Young Turks audience from them. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. Don't they, do it. You're, no, you're right you. because they've already lost it. <laughs> Well, and when we went Who's to Congress to and Matt Gates was there, he was saying he'd come out here, he'd done the show, and then we went to Congress and he was like, I was amazed by how many truck drivers or waitresses or just working people were like, oh, I saw you on Tim Pool. That was awesome, man. Like, I think people underestimate uh, podcasting in general. I don't think they really understand or know how to measure and compare to like these mainstream established platforms, but especially the work that you've done. It's it's unique in a way that they are not sure what to do. So they'd rather they just crush you. New York Times doesn't even know what the show is. Yeah. yeah. They said the culture war, like that thing <laughs> yeah. we launched two months ago. And there's like, what do we have? 11 episodes? Literally 11 episodes. 11 episodes. That's how influential you are. In 11 episodes, you have That's corrupted right. a jury. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> the same like we, we talk about conspiracy theories. We've never talked about conspiracy theories. Well, the, the legacy media doesn't understand any of the new media at all no uh, i mean they don't it, it's clear from the tactics that they take that they don't understand you know joe rogan they don't understand tim pool uh they don't understand crowder they don't understand whoever like uh, they are completely living 20 years in the past and they're getting they're, they're killed. a cult they're getting killed too i mean uh the ratings or the the watches for this show will take out pretty much any of cnn's like daily stuff mm -hmm. oh yeah no question they don't even they don't even hit they barely hit five figures in the key demo right mm -hmm. yeah. well any any animal that's dying lashes out for the last bastion of control and really what what the legacy media is seeing is that this new media and alternative media is really stepping up so they need to try and exercise some control over it by placing people in certain camps and them controlling the narrative of what, of what those camps mean. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's it sounds trite to say it, but the 2024 election is likely going to be the most important one of, of all time. This is a very seemingly pivotal time in history. So it makes sense to like, okay, who has sway, who has influence? control the boxes that you can put them in and that way the legacy media that feels like they're dying has a little bit of control left but does it really matter since the robots are going to kill us anyway <laughs> they're not they're not going to that's it's not what's so terminators wrong. i haven't seen that movie yet so Bro. no <laughs> the terminator is going to knock on your door and then the people are going to be like oh, it's the terminator it's come to get us and, and he's going to clean and, your house and he's going to <laughs> plug into your brain and then give you untold euphoric pleasures and put you into the metaverse where you experience all of the great things and you, and you never want to leave 
Like what? What was it in uh, in Star Trek Generations? Was it the the, the Nexus? What did yeah. they call it? It was. Know. Yeah, but I've never seen that movie because I'm not a Star Trek person, right? Where it's like, so <laughs> basically, there's this like dimensional rift or something, and when you're right. in it, you experience ultimate happiness, and you never. William Shatner leave. has a family. Yeah, and he's chopping wood in the forest, and he doesn't want to leave. And Picard's but like, "I'm not you a have nerd. To leave, you have to leave this." I'm what just speculating. I don't know. I'm just speculating. I I saw the cliff notes to the sh the movie. I didn't actually watch it. Well, that's kind of like Soma we were talking about before. Soma from, yeah. what is that, 1984? No, that's no, from Brave New World. world. Yeah. yeah, so like being happy with your servitude. Bro, or they're gonna, Equilibrium, the best gonna, movie ever made. The first thing I think happens is they go to people who lose loved ones and they say, just plug in and we've taken the social media of your loved one and created an AI version of them. You can talk to them and ask them questions and they're not gonna wanna leave. It's called Replica. Have you seen that? Replica? That Replica Oh, is, the dating app. Well, yeah, they it's tried taking dating away from it because dudes were, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, and then and then some people were let down because they kind of pulled back because it was getting a little too hot and heavy for them. But <laughs> it actually started the 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 woman who launched it. It was because she lost her best friend or something like that. So she made a clone so she could right. cope with Text the clone. loss. Uh, you know, so like that's, that's so where creepy. it started. Yep. and then it started turning into like a dating. Do you think thing. that's coping? Like, if you lose someone and you make a clone of them, do you think you're actually grieving or do you think Drugs. you're avoiding grief? You know, like that. That's a very interesting, nuanced question because I would say: Is meditating coping? Is praying coping? Is like any anything? from alcohol to cannabis to long walks on the beach coping but if you lose someone and they can't talk to you anymore so you make a version of life where they can talk to you are you actually letting that person go are you grieving the loss and accepting that they are gone yeah i don't think there's a clear answer to that because in in a sense i know many people who have like lost a loved one and they still speak with them in yeah. some way. So this is externalizing it in the same way that writing is externalizing your mind onto the outside world. So I don't know. I, I don't know how to fully answer that. I do. Go to <laughs> TimCast.com and become a member for all of the answers to the universe. What a segue. 42. That we can give you. <laughs> so go to TimCast.com, become a member. Thanks for hanging out. Smash that like button. Subscribe to the show. Share the show with all your friends. We're going to have that members only uncensored show coming up in about 10 minutes. We've got a lot more to talk about. You can find us at TimCast IRL, basically everywhere. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Carpe donctum. Do you want to shout anything out? Uh, Dom Luker. <laughs> that was a good shout out. <laughs> yeah, all right. And, and uh, Carpe Donctum on Twitter. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I'll just say go to benjosephstewart.com. Check out all the content that I make. Go to my YouTube page, which which is youtube.com uh, backslash benjosephstewart, and you'll see all the mini docs that I've been making on things like modern day Moloch and where AI is headed and why I seem to be an optimist on all of it. And we got a documentary that we're launching very soon as well. Game of Money. And I, Game I, of Money. I, it's kind of a play on Game of Thrones. So, uh, yeah. And then a lot to more to come it. after that. We got a bunch of cool projects, potentially. So. Transhumanism is going to be an awesome I'm, sequel. I, that's the one I want to do the most. But this banking one, I think, is is particularly relevant. We got lucky with that. It's timely. Yeah. yeah. Right nice. On. That'll be awesome. I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. You should follow at TimCast News on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow me personally, you can find me on Instagram at HannahClaire.B and on Twitter at HC Brimlow. Thanks so much, guys. And I am at Surge.com. Uh, argue with me on Twitter as always. I will be in the chat for this video. If you have any questions, please send them my way. All right, everybody. We will see you in about 10 minutes on the front page of TimCast.com for the uncensored members-only show. Thanks for hanging out.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.